Good evening, glory, hallelujah to you. What the heck's your story and what's going through you? This is season eight, episode three of Stray Cast, the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. And I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Welcome, Bass Galaxy. Give it up for you. You're the reason we made eight seasons. Holy shnikes. Can't believe it. Loving it. Loving it. Do, 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 do. Hey. All right. Another show, another Wednesday night, and we're together. Uh, get this going on as we draw closer to the Bass Opens, or the Bass uh, Elite Series opening day, I should say. Um, the anticipation grows. What's the date? I think Feb 16. A month, just a little bit less than a month away. The Bass Elite Series opening day commences. And uh, celebrating that, we are kind of been bringing you some legends. Last week, we had uh, Larry Nixon. I hope you guys enjoyed the Larry Nixon show. We really did. Go back and, and take a listen if you didn't. And tonight, we bring you Elite Series legend, the one and only David Fritz. That's right. David Fritz is coming aboard the Stray Cast Crazy Train tonight. I, I, I. He loves Ozzy. Fritz does. Yes. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Hey, um, not just David Fritz, okay? But uh, guess who else is coming on? He's a big Fritz head. Is that a thing? A Fritz head? I don't know. I'm a Fritz head. Uh, you know who's coming on? Dave Mullins is coming aboard. Bassmaster Elite Series Tour Pro. David Mullins coming aboard the crazy train as well tonight. Hey, but that's not all. That's not all. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, get this. The Bass Historians return. The Bass Historians return. Boom. I'm loving it. That's my thing today. Loving it. I don't know. I'm just because I'm loving it. Bass Historians. That's uh, Kenny Duke and Terry uh, Battisi. They're, uh, they're a host of the uh, BBP. You down with BBP? That's the Big Bass Podcast. It's good, Ginge. It's Big Bass talking. Uh, you know who else is talking and chatting away on the chat board? That's J.R. Ewing, Rock and Shoal Fantasy. Hey, J.R. Hey, bud. How are you today? Bass Galaxy, welcome him. He's, uh, he's keeping up on the chat board. Throw some questions at him. We might get him to David Thomas Fritz uh, a little bit later on in the show. Um, Want to remind you, like and share this live Facebook feed. Of course, as we talk about every week, there's multiple chances to win. Tonight, uh, only two. Sorry. Usually we have 14 to 17, but tonight there's only two. But they're amazing. Get this. First prize giveaway first prize in order they're both equally amazing is the tin cup whiskey uh swag bag giveaway that's right give it up for tin cup whiskey it's the official brown liquor of bassin matt robertson's blowing my phone up maddie's blowing it up uh <laughs> also um another like and share contest tonight from Berkeley, it's a, it's a mess of Fritz sides. Uh, compliments Brad Rutherford, David Fritz, and Berkeley Fishing. Yes. It's so easy. It's so dang easy. It's so easy. All you got to do is like and share the live Facebook feed. 
It's your op to win uh, both of these prizes. Two opportunities to win uh, cool stuff tonight. Um, you know who's full of, full of cool stuff up to his red gills and his red on the head like a, uh, a red on the head producer should be? Man alive, it's Andrew Ellenberger. Yo. What's He's up, a fast? ginger ninja. What's up, Ass Galaxy? What's going on, Chinch? Nothing. How do you do it, Chinch? I don't know. How lot, do you do it? A lot of Mountain Dew. How do you do it, Chinch? <laughs> you're on, all day. You're up at like four in the morning. You, you, got, you have a whole harem of beautiful um, family at the house. The hen house of Ellenberger girls. Yep. You're you're dad of a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know you're uh, you're you're Mr. Mom. You're Mr. Dad as well as uh, as <laughs> as as well as your amazing wife taking over Mr. Mom and Mr. Dad. Uh, Caffeine, baby. Yeah. You're both like at it all the time, and yeah. then you produce a bass fishing uh, talk show. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now you got more bass fishing talk shows to produce. That's correct. What in the world is going on here, Chinch? So Saturday we have <laughs> the debut of Pedal Pedal Pirates. Pedal Pirates with Mr. Nolan Meyer. Yeah. So and then that Our is Saturday, Pedal Pirates twenty first, and then Friday the twenty seventh into the great wide opens comes back for its return second episode with Mr. Bobby Lane. Oh, with BD Bob Lane. Yeah, so it should be great episodes. Oh yeah, heck yeah. So Get uh pedal pirates with Nolan Miner. Yep. And I think uh he I, do you know who his guests I are? I don't know yet. Yeah, I know <laughs> I know one of them is Christine. Probably Christine, yeah. Yeah, Christine and then the and I'm not sure. I'm not going to say things until I know for sure. The who, other guy. Who he's got. Well, I don't know whatever his book. But, and also into the Great Wide Opens, Bass Galaxy, give it up for the branch yeah. of the SCTV network produced by the one and only Andrew Ellenberger. Those will be uh, Friday Night Lights and Saturday Night Lives. Maybe. I, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm Depending saying. Depending on their travelings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. what, they'll, they'll arrange it. Yeah, gonna, we'll get it. Uh, Andy, cool like and shares tonight. Yep. The uh, Fritz side giveaway, like and share the live Facebook feed, as well as the tin cup whiskey. Like and share the live Facebook feed. Hey, on uh, that uh, Pedal Pirates show, we're getting into the yakking. You know what I mean? So now it's our chance to little bit learn a little bit more about the kayak deal and how half a spot fits into that. Because I didn't understand all the half a spot kayak tournaments, but now I'm going to learn more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. About Yak Durbin. Um, Ginch, Sims Boots. I got to tell you, Bass Galaxy, if you do not have the new 7-inch Sims Boots, they come in uh, uh, like a, a, a bone white, boner, and uh, also in black. They're amazing. 7-inch Sims Boots. Seriously. Any, 60 degrees or under are for those boots. And then... Over that, you go into the Sims uh, jumpers a little bit, the sneakers, the kickers, and then it's uh, all Sims flip-flops. But don't forget about Sims footwear. It feels good on your feet. My feet is talking good. You know what I mean? Hey, Ginge, lightening it up, Impulse Lithium. Andy, you know who gets to run Impulse Lithium this year? Not just amazing uh, Bass Elite Tour pros left and right. The Widlers are bringing them on left and right. A whole team we're building. But guess what, Andy? You're going to get to run some impulses this year and uh, and really get into it. What do you think? I'm looking forward to shedding some weight. Yeah, look at that. You're going to get into one single 36 unit. That's a unit. That's we like to call it a unit, unit. Ginge. Check out this unit. <laughs> Ginge Fritz Side Love. Let's go. Available at, uh, at OmniaFishing.com. I, don't, uh, I wonder how many Fritz Sides... <laughs> 
Dave Thomas Fritz is actually responsible for selling oh. in his uh, period of How many passing. people are in his boat? Yeah, I don't know. Well, last time I talked to him, he didn't have that many. He's burning through them. He yeah. just, you know what I mean? He just straightens and pulls them straight off on that braid. You know who's a winding, uh, a winding maniac and a flipping fool? You know who is? And you know who uh, is no stranger to the brown liquor? The Bass Galaxy knows this gentleman as the one. Uh-oh. It's time for the Whiskey Gypsy. Wow. Zadabada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on, guys. I'm feeling very David Lee Roth right now. Yes. You sound good. Thanks. You sound good. Yeah, I, I, I got the I got the pipes of an angel. You know what I mean? Voice yeah, like you Fergie. do. Yeah, but, like Fergie. Yeah, Andy you said. do. <laughs> hey, whiskey gypsy, uh, yeah. what's going on, bud? You're the face of uh, of tin cup whiskey. What do you feel about that? Your mug is the face of tin cup whiskey on the Straight Cash Show. I always wanted to be a model, but it, but it turned out I'm not that attractive. Yeah, well, so. it turned out you're on the dang straight cash show, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's Doesn't like getting better than that. It's like spending a long thirty day night in the Who's Gal. You know what I mean? I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Foles, it's good to see you. Welcome back, season three, episode eight of uh, Straight Cast, the glorified version of a basic talk. Hey, good, cheers, good to see uh, cheers, 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 cheers. <laughs> I see. What I say, Ginge? I had it back. Oh, season eight, episode three. I dyslexia it. Oh, go figure. Uh, anyway, you know what I meant. Mean what, what I say and say what I not mean. You know what I mean. Say seesaw. Anyway, Foley, Whiskey Gypsy, welcome back. Yes. Hey, dude, good to have you here. How you feeling? You doing okay? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know I'm the Bass Galaxy I'm loves three deep. Three deep? You're feeling good. Yeah. You got you yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got the fever for some more bass and crankbait plug-in talk, don't you? With Dave Thomas I Fritz. Do. I can tell. I do, I do, I do. You got the fever for more than just cowbell. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, dude, it's good to see you and your smiling face back here on a Wednesday night. And uh, I got to say, man, uh, for those that don't know, every week, Luke Foley comes on this show and he gives the Bass Galaxy a word. It's just not any word. It's the tin cup whiskey word of the week. And uh, when you hear that word, you take a little sipski. Whatever you choose. It could be uh, a nice uh, cafe con leche. I'm straight black coffee tonight. That's what I'm on. I'm on the straight black coffee. Maniac. And, uh, uh, you know, you could also drink a little tin cup uh, mountain whiskey that uh, Han Solo drinks. You could drink that right there. Um, or it could be whatever beverage you choose. But we remind you, when you drink, drink responsibly and sip responsibly. And go ahead and get yourself a bottle of tin cup and celebrate. Because I know Luke Foley, the whiskey gypsy, is, aren't you, Luke? I am celebrating tonight. You know, uh, <laughs> I watched Mr. Fritz most of my life growing up. And, um, you know, if you got any ears on you at all um, in fishing, I, I don't think you can throw a crankbait that he didn't have his hands on at one point in time. I mean, he's worked for just about everybody designing Tremendous baits that, um, you know, we've all caught many, many fish on and have had a lot of great memories. And uh, I'm really excited about tonight. Man's a genius. And, um, yeah, I want uh, everybody to have so the words. There's two words. <laughs> uh -oh. Okay. Okay. All right. There's two words. It's crankbait or any type of crank. Gotcha. And then plug. 
Holy cow, you got it covered. Okay, so if you hear the word crankbait, crank, or plug, yeah, take a sip and, uh, again, sip responsibly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to have and again, um seriously, I have a response and it's my bad. I wish I knew the gentleman. I I'll have to call it out, but we did get a few of those some people need you to make calls into their work. Okay, to call them off cuz last fine. on the on the Nixon show I can't remember what the word was already, but you got everybody all General. Oh the yeah, general. you got everybody all sauced up. All right, so we need you to call into a few people's work to get them off of work, and that's going to happen again. Uh, If anybody gets uh, a little bit too sauced and can't make it in to work tomorrow, it's okay. Just stay home. You're not driving anywhere tonight. You're watching the Stray Cast Show. Foley's calling you in uh, uh, sick tomorrow. He'll be like your – he's going to call you in as your mother or your grandmother. He'll do it, disguise his voice. They'll never know. I, I can disguise my voice, yes. yes. Plus, yeah. I have doctor notes. I, I'll write a doctor <laughs> yes. note. Plus, he's got like a fake stationery. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's the word I was looking for. I have stationery now. B- Bass Galaxy, that is Luke Foley. He is the whiskey gypsy. He brought you the tin cup whiskey official word of the week. When you hear it, drink responsibly and take a sip with us. Luke, you're amazing. Thanks, bud. Uh, I appreciate appreciate you guys. I'm looking forward to hearing Mr. Fritz tonight. Yeah. Hey, folks, before we uh, put these power poles down yeah, and bring Mr. Fritz here, I uh, I, I got to just talk a little second here about um, the importance of exactly what David Fritz does for mm-hmm. the Bass Galaxy. Real quick. And, and, and what yeah. that is is he educates us. He educates us. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Hey, put the power poles down, like and share the Facebook feed for your chance to win Fritz Sides and Tin Cup Whiskey. And don't go nowhere. We're coming back. I'm Pat Renwick. That's Luke Foley. He's the Whiskey Gypsy. Andrew Ellenberger's back there. Coming back with David Fritz. Plug, crankbait, crank. (laughs) Thanks, folks. Love you, bud. All right, have a good night. Love you guys. Come on, man, let's roll. What the? To catch the fish, you need to be one with the fish. With PowerPole shallow water anchors, you'll get the ultimate in precision, power, and control so you can catch more fish. No face paint or phony fins necessary. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin Cup Whiskey. Mountain Whiskey. Want to know the difference between power bait and other soft plastics? Ask the fish. Berkeley scientists have thousands of flavors tested on thousands of fish. Natural. Man-made. Every bait that's ever hit the water. No matter the shape, size, or color, Powerbait is the only one that is scientifically proven. Fish bite and will not let go. 
Welcome back, welcome back. That's the groove I like. That's what I like. Appropriate to bring in Bassin legend. Dr. Krankenstein, the godfather of cranking. The king of crankbaits, quite frankly. Ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to bring to you tonight Bassmaster Elite Series Angler, living legend, David Thomas Fritz. Hello! Hello! What's up, dude? Can't get this crankbait to run right. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You tuned it, David. It's tuned now. <laughs> Unless you wanted it to veer to the left or the right a little bit, but you yeah, got you right. got it tuned back. Hey, welcome back to Straight Cast. It is so good to see you, and you look amazing, David. You really do, bud. <laughs> you, well, I'm 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 feeling pretty good. I mean, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm feeling quite a bit better. Okay, well, you look like, and no disrespect by this, but you look healthier than the last time I saw you. Not that you look <laughs> not that you look super unhealthy, but you have a good glow to you now. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know if it's just the lighting in the Fritz household or not, or are those amazing <laughs> trophies behind you, but uh, you look good, bud. You look good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I really am. I'm, um, <clears throat> I, I feel better. I just uh, ready to work on some frame baits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, lo- I like your style. Hey, um, our goal is to educate here as well on, on stray casts. And for those that don't know, David Fritz, you've been at this, thir- what, 35 years going on now? 35, 36 years as a pro? Uh, full-time since 1989. That's just full-time. Okay, gotcha. Well, I, I don't know. I'm a bad mather. I need Matt Robertson uh, for that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been fishing since, well, my first big tournament that I ever fished was 1981. So that's 80, 90. That's what? 40 some years ago. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, I, I, I discredited it a minute. You've been at it an extra decade almost. So that's a quite a bit yeah. of knowledge right there. David. <laughs> hey, do you know your, your Bassmaster elite series, uh, fellow competitor, Matt Robertson? Hello. Yeah. Well, he keeps texting me. So first, and I'm sorry to interrupt the show for this, but he is one of my best buds. So uh, he he asked me to let everybody know that he has an Airbnb uh, for rent. Uh, Go on his Facebook or Instagram page, and he's giving away a fishing trip with him. So I don't know. It's fun to fish with Matt. Would you fish with Matt, Dave? Yeah, I would. I've I've stayed stayed around him a few times. And uh, actually, does some show uh, a show up at Renegade Marine with him. Okay, yeah, he can throw plug. He'll throw plug. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he will. <laughs> hey, but anyway, back to the regularly scheduled program. Um, man, forty years plus a bassin, quite a quite a career. Um, of course, you have um acquired every every trophy or accolade possible. In the sport of bass fishing, you're a Bassmaster Classic winner. You're a Forcewood Cup winner, right? You're an Angler of the Year and a Bass Fishing Hall of Fame member. That's the that's everything. All four of those. That's it. <laughs> if you, I mean, there's of course there's always more, but one, I mean, that is an accomplishment. Have you ever thought about it that way, David? You you know it's you think about it sometimes, but 
not really. You really don't think about it. And, <laughs> and, uh, um, it, it, you know, you, you just concentrate on going out there and doing the best you can. And that's the way it's always been. And, and, and trying to find some fish and, and that's always been my goal anyway, but I guess I've been, have been pretty blessed. Uh, you know, angler of the year sort of gets lost in there, but that may be one of my best accomplishments, but, uh, uh, they're all good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, there, again, I, I should rephrase it as the most amazing accomplishments possible in bass fishing. All right. <laughs> Cause they really are, David, you did it. You did that. Not, not every angler achieves that. All right. And that's, uh, that's something bass galaxy realized that he hit the quadfecta right there. That's Dave Fritz. He's the dude forest wood cup, bass master classic, AOY and bass fishing hall of fame. Behoff. Wow. Pretty amazing, bud. Pretty amazing. You, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you are one of the most decorated anglers, obviously. And you also have such a flurry of excellence when you're on. You, do you know what I mean? When David Fritz is on, you're on, bud. Like 93, 94, man, come on. How was that? Those were special years to you, weren't they? They really was. Uh, you know, sometimes you get in that right little groove. It's like you can't do any wrong. And then when you're out of that groove, you can't do any right. But it sure is good to be in that groove. And uh, I've been blessed for several years of uh, being being in the groove. So, uh, and back when... Uh, you know, a little old style fishing to what it is now, but still, man, <laughs> I think about it some ever now and then. I think about, man, how in the world? I mean, it's like fish jumped in your boat. You didn't even have to catch them. <laughs> it's just in your boat. <laughs> now, think about catching them. You're just limiting out every time. 20 pound satchels, Dave Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's it's amazing. And, and think about it, of course, you got a Bassmaster Classic in there that year. You got an AOY that year and victories that year in, in Bass Fishing uh, in BASS. I mean, what what was the magic that year? What was different that year? Can you pinpoint anything that really made those two years or that flow different than other years of your career? I, I really can't. And, and I've thought about it, and I, I don't know. It just everything was going my way. I, I had a good, clear vision of what I wanted to do when I went fishing and it, they just always work. I mean, there for several years, it is like, you know, I'm thinking these fish are going to be at the mouth of the creeks or they're going to be on the main lake or they're going to be up in the creeks and they're going to be about 10 foot deep. And then I'd have me four different crankbaits tied on uh, different <laughs> colors and, and one of those colors was going to work. So it's it, it just, you know, a special time. I gotcha. So you said you were clear visioned, clear visioned. Is that creative visualization? You just talked about, are the fish going to be in the creeks or what crankbaits am I going to have tied on? Was there more of a creative visualization from you at that period? Well, it's more of thinking about all the times I'd fished that particular week or within a couple of weeks. And the type of lake it was, what I'd done on other lakes, 
And it was just, you know, I, I, I couldn't make a wrong move. Gotcha. It was like, <laughs> you know, I know what these fish are doing or what they're supposed to be doing. I just got to find a group of them. And I was always fortunate enough to find a, a, a group of two of fish. So, um, but no, it wouldn't, you know, a lot, of time, <laughs> believe it or not, a lot of times, you know, this is on your mind 24 hours a day and you're, and you're constantly thinking. And I just, I, I don't know. I, it was just a special time where I didn't make, uh, I didn't make a bad move. I, I done exactly what I wanted to do. I threw uh, the way I wanted to throw. I wound the way I wanted to wound, and the okay. fish beat like they're supposed to. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, it all came together—the perfect storm. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Did did you have premonitions those years though? Were there premonitions involved in '93 and '94 about tournaments? Well, you know, everybody dreams about winning the classic, and that's uh everybody's number one goal and and it was mine too so uh no i didn't i don't know i probably if being real honest i probably saw myself winning but uh, i'm thinking you know everything's got to be just perfect to win this tournament so uh but no i i mean i i just worked hard Hey. That was a lot of it. Worked hard enough, how? Yeah, and, and there ain't uh, there ain't never really bad results from working hard, is there? <laughs> <laughs> That's know, right. You know what I mean. Um, you uh, you had some amazing victories in your your career. Amazing victories in your career. And um, I want to back up a minute and say, uh, if you're listening right now to the to the first ever. David Fritz interview on Stray Cast. You need mm-hmm. to go back to some of the other ones because David, you give up the juice every time. There's all kinds of good stuff about about your history and and certain crankbait tips, but we're going all different stuff tonight, okay? And we're gonna get a little deep and technical, and we're gonna get into you, the tournament angler, and how you use a plug to catch fish and cash checks. Okay, it's ultimately all about that because okay. in twenty three, that's what you got to do, right? You got right. you, you got you got catch fish and cast checks. Down <laughs> to it, down to the nitty gritty. All right, so I want to talk about a couple, uh, or basically your major wins right here. And I might be scrambled. I kind of rain manned them when I wrote them down, but uh, um, I mean, so they might not be in chronological order. But what I'd like you to tell us, David, is the bait that you won these events on and the tackle you were using. All right. And and just maybe a little briefly about the, about the pattern, what you were throwing it around. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Can you, can you remember this? Can you, can you, do you, have you read your own history book or no? (laughs) I can probably remember some of it anyway. (laughs) You've been burning, you've been burning shrubs all day again. You've been burning brush piles. I have been. (laughs) I need. I got enough brush. I could. I could fill any lake full of brush on every point. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, don't inhale the brush pile burning fumes. Don't do it. Well, don't. well, I can't smell, so it don't bother me. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's why you're in such a great mood and look so great. Yeah. All right. Here we go. 
first one, let's talk about your Forest Wood Cup victory. All right. That was 97. 97. 97. Yes. And on and on an odd lake. Like I guess it's an odd lake. Ferguson, right? Ferguson? Yeah, it's Mississippi River. Okay, so yeah, I mean like but like what? Ferguson's like a pool of it. Yeah, it Ferguson is where we took off from uh and there was a big backwater slough there. Gotcha. But, okay. Uh I mean that everybody was fishing the whole river, but uh but I actually just stayed in Ferguson mostly. Uh, and that was just one of those tournaments where my mom, <laughs> Lord, and, and she has never fished to amount to anything. I learned all my fishing from my aunt and, and yep. my uncles. And, <laughs> and so I fit, tied her on a Carolina rig, and I actually just told her to drop it out there, hit the button, told her how to work the loose reel, and and <laughs> it was amazing. I was going down the bank, and what I was doing is looking for cover under the water that you could not see. And, and most of the fish were fairly shallow. The water was dropping, but they were five to eight foot deep. And and to the last day, and the last day they got deeper than that. But um, she kept catching these seven and eight pounders, and never caught <laughs> a bass in her life. And, and it was one of those things where she'd say she was hung up. I said, yeah, you're hung up on a big one. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and she found a lot of the key places that I end up winning the tournament on. Well, look uh, at that. That's a heck of a practice so, partner. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> it was. And my mom, I, I give her all the credit, but she, uh, she had a big time and, um, uh, that particular tournament, the water was falling, and that's pretty rare for Mississippi River in the fall because most of the time is that they'll get some rain and it'll come up. But it was falling, and that's that's probably saying me. And it was one of those deals. Um, I don't know what I had. First time I was the first day. I think I had 25 or 28 pounds right there close. Yikes. And I think Tommy Biffle was second with 12. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, you were smashing them. What's yeah, it, wait, I, where is, where is the, what part of the Mississippi is this? <laughs> well, uh, like where, where, where are you at? Because again, in my mind, like I didn't, I love when you guys tell the stories because I'm thinking of it as David Fritz f- fishing in a lake, winning the forest, uh-huh. Cup, which you kind of were a backwater slough, but I'm glad yeah, you backwater slough. I'm glad you jogged yeah. it about the, about, about the deal now, but what, what was going on? Well, it's all flooded timber in there or flooded willows and flooded, uh, you know, supposed to be a shallow water deal, but when the water had fell, all those fish that live there, and, and there's a, just a tremendous, it's sort of like tunica is, it's just a lot of fish in there. Gotcha. Yeah, and I they remember, had moved yeah. out to the first piece of cover. And actually, I almost won the Millennium Tournament. I finished second in it. But the same exact way, finding the first cover away from the bank. And um, just straight banks. 
I mean, and you got to realize too, you know, we got no side imaging and all this bunch of stuff. Well, we got stuff that you have to find the fish with your baits. So, um, and now, now so I that, remember that, too, and it was like on that river thing too. And years later, uh, Klein and Clun were doing the same type of pattern on the Mississippi River, finding the first piece of cover off of the bank when the water was like that. Same in Tunica, yeah. in Tunica. Yeah, yeah, same deal. And, and that's 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 what it amounted to. And it only got better. Um, the last day, and uh, and I caught most of them on plastics the first two days. And I think uh, let's see. You fish two days, eliminate, and they cut the 10, and you fish another day, and they cut the five. So the third day, I done the same thing. And then the last day, I said, I'm going to see what I can catch. And I, and I tied my crankbait on and went out there and fished about 10 or 12 foot deep. And that's when I caught, I don't know, somewhere between 28 and 30 pounds. Just so, smashed them. What was the plug? What was the soft bait, and what was the plug? Um, I think I was sewing. I'm pretty sure I was on a Zoom centipede. The Peter. Yeah, the old yeah. Peter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was always my favorite plastic bait. Deadly. Uh, in, the, in that day and time. And then I actually caught them on a Pose 400. The Pose 400. Okay. Yeah, not no. the P, but a Pose 400. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. What color? Caught them on the carp color. The that's carp color, yes. That's the only color to throw in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, let's talk about 94 and a very important win and also a lake you're revisiting this year, and that's Lake Seminole. Your 94 win at Seminole. What, what was going yeah. on there with you, bud? Well, I actually drew a guy in a tournament and he's not with us anymore. And he lived in Chipley, Florida. And I drew him in a tournament and he let me take my boat, let me do whatever I wanted to do. He says, you know, I fish out here all the time. I sort of know what these fish are doing. And he showed me what the fish were, were, you know, how, how to catch them. Okay. And, and, you know, shallow cover, uh, a lot of his grass, uh, and a lot wood too, but he showed me a few little secrets and I'm not going to, uh, yeah, don't talk about it. You right got competitors now. listening tonight. So don't, yeah, yeah. don't get to you, but just tell us this then on Seminole. I want to know the bait. Can you tell us the bait? I call him on zoom lizard on a zoom. The old Lizzie. Look yep, at you. What, I did. what color Lizzie? Uh, I call him on June bug. June bug Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and that's you know the lizard was young then back in the back in that day and time, and I'd caught a lot on a lipless, uh, on actually a, a lipless crankbait, which was a um, cotton cordel, the old spot, and yeah, the uh, cotton cordel spot, and I was using a, a half ounce, and I caught a lot of fish on it also. Um, but the lizard was the money bait. And it was one of those deals where I just sort of stumbled on this too. Um, you know, you cast up air instead of start working it. You had to let it sit there for about 15 or 20 seconds, sometimes even longer. And then your line would just go, boom, 
I mean, after this thing just sitting there and I'm thinking, man, you know, I don't know if I can do this all day, but I, I got used to it. <laughs> and that's how I caught all the big ones. That's all right, man. It worked out good. I hope it works out like that for you this year. Yeah, that's nice. seminal. Hey, um, you had to win ninety three and ninety nine at a place that must be very uh, dear to your heart over in Virginia, didn't you? Ninety three and ninety nine, pretty cool, dude. Bugs Island, Bugs Island. What yeah. was the baits and what was going on there? Well, Bugs Island's where I learned how to fish. It was my favorite lake. Uh, I actually won two Redman Regionals there back in the Redman days. Back in the nineties, um, or back in the eighties and nineties, uh, one of them was ninety one, I believe. But I, d- I just knew, you know, I guess I wasn't a local there, but I was a local. But uh, that's where I learned how to crankbait fish, and that's where you learn all the little tricks and ins and outs. And um, that particular tournament, ninety ninety three. That was an invitational uh, where we fish or top 100 and we fish with, you know, we had somebody in our boat with us. It might have been invitational. And um, it was just one of those deals where I was doing a post crankbait at that time. And I probably had a post crankbait that would run two foot deeper than most people had one that would run. <laughs> and it sort of helped because the fish were, they were on cover, but they wouldn't piled up. You'd catch one or two here, one or two there, and you just had to keep moving. But I knew the lake good enough where I could make a stop 300 yards from the bank, make one cast, hit one stump up there. So uh, that's I, I got a lot of notoriety <laughs> over the years for doing that. <laughs> Lining it up. <laughs> Not bad at all. You know, that's, that's pretty hard to do. No I know, GPS bud. Now. I know. Back in the day, come on. Yeah. Straight yeah, line up. Uh, That's talent. That's talent. Buddy. Yeah. That's talent. Yeah, but that, but I had an, an advantage. Uh, it was it was just one of those things that I knew the lake good, and the whole key to Bugs Island is being able to figure out where they're biting at. What section of the lake are they biting? Are they biting up the river? Are they biting around Grassy Creek? Are they biting around? Uh, the dam or they biting up in nut bush and once you figured out where they were biting and what time it was easy and, and you know fish get real timely and they still they get more timely now but knowing that they're biting up in eastland creek at one o'clock to about four o'clock they were biting in nut bush early in the morning and just by figuring all that out, it made it pretty easy. And that was determined by years of experience or the practice yeah. periods well, on pra- these tournaments? Practice, well, knowing how that lake is was one thing, but just from practice. And, and a lot of times I would go and I would stay all day in one area. And then I'd go to another area the next day, stay all day. I'd go into another area and stay all day the third day. And whenever I would get my bias, I really paid close attention to what time it was. And usually when they started biting in that area, they would bite good for two or three hours. And then that'd be the end of it. And knowing that 
in three, you know, three days of fishing and knowing where to go in the morning, where to go in the middle of the day, and where to go in the afternoon. That that's how I won at those tournaments. I got you. Now, do you still apply that practice, that principle in practice? Well, I try to. So you spend uh, like a lot of guys are like so the elites have three days of practice usually, right? Yeah. And a lot of guys are check this spot, check this spot, check this spot. But are you still like spend a day here, spend a day there, spend a day there, learn when they're biting? That's what I try to do. Like and, and most like of the time, uh, you know, fish fish are a lot more heavily pressured now. And that don't hold as true as it used to, but it still holds true to an extent. Wow. Okay. Uh, these fish and, and these lakes, they really... Uh, Especially during COVID, they just get so <laughs> yeah, they got hammered. Yeah, yeah, that's what what, what uh, our buddy Aaron Martin's always used to tell us. He's like, yeah, I could go to Logan Martin before COVID and literally catch fifty to sixty spots, and then during COVID, you catch twenty and think you had an amazing day because mm-hmm. there's right. fifty six boats out there on a gosh darn mm-hmm. Tuesday <laughs> on a Tuesday day, Fritz. Hey, a lot of people's favorite David Fritz win. Not Bassmaster Classic, not Forest Wood Cup, but especially for us northern anglers is your Minnetonka win, bud, in 96. I don't know if you saw yeah. some of the clips on social media, and I think I sent you one of them or two of them, but, man, like, that that just gets me pumped up. You kicked ass, and you you showed the people of Minnesota what a plug winder can do. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know what I mean, bud? You know that that lake was so good to me, and and I can't, I don't remember the exact number, but they were somewhere between twenty some straight tournament days that I had over twenty pounds on that lake <laughs> in different tournaments, in different tournaments. And I'm, I'm thinking, laughing out loud at this, <laughs> but, but I tell you what, I really liked when I go up there. You know, I, I do a show up in Minneapolis at a sports show. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm talking to everybody's around there. I said, I said, man, why do you catch them on right here? I said, well, you got to catch them on a jig or or soft plastic. Said, yeah, flip they don't milk. bite a crankbait, and that that was the best thing I ever heard in my life <laughs> that they don't bite one. <laughs> and uh, and that's a true story. And it's just a matter of uh, you know learning to control your bait in that tournament. Where you could barely hit the grass without without tearing it, and then finding those single rocks that was beside that grass, and being able to make a cast and hit that rock without your bait being fouled up, and and I actually won that tournament on the down deep on the wrap up down deep. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, most of those, and, and um, it was just it was it was so amazing. I remember I told Jet. Chet doubt that me and him were standing together and you know Chet's a long time Bassmaster guy and uh, he he was struggling. I said, Chet, I said, go under that bridge and I, I told him sort of what to line up on. I said, right on the side of that grass, there's there's two or three rocks out there, and I think he ended up making the top ten there. <laughs> nice. but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, just those Don Shelby's. I mean, I just love to fish there. I went up there and fished Don Shelby's and uh 
I don't know how I had a lot of second place finishes there too. Yeah, yeah. We you will you lost a bidder. I was watching I think that was a yeah. ninety four or ninety five. You were throwing a Carolina rig in that dirt. Yeah. Yeah. In, in that one. Hey, so that that down deep fat wrap. Now that's a that's a that plug's gone, non existent anymore. It's a history lesson. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I and I've asked you before, and I'm not sure that you're being a hundred percent completely honest with me. Mr. Fritz, because I asked you if you did anything to modify that lure before, and you just say, "Well, it's got a good deflection." Yeah, like you just devo- you deflect the question by saying the bait has a good deflection. What did, did you jack with the bait at all? Did you do anything? No, I, I didn't do anything to them. The the thing with the down deeps you had to understand was they're probably only going to be good for one day. And and those were definitely baits that you had to have twenty or thirty of because only one out of twenty was any good. <laughs> Are those the, the ones you were putting quarters good. on? You were putting quarters on and sending those back to Mark. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that sort of. And and I still I got some in my box. I mean, and it's so crazy and it's hard to fish because when it hits the bottom, it wants to skip to you. And I think that triggered a lot of the fish, and people just didn't like that. And that's, that was the downfall of that bait eventually. But the other thing was the lip was made out of some soft material and you would actually wear the end of the lip off. Uh, I could wear one out in a day. Sometimes I'd get two days, but, and, and people didn't know that. Just, just rooting it, to, yeah. Uh, you just had to put on another bait and, and give it to your buddy or do something with it, you know. <laughs> give so, it to your buddy. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to run about three foot less than what it should run. That's funny. Have you, so the pose is a magical bait, that 300 that you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so was that that down deep to you. Is the, is the is any of the Berkeley baits a hybrid of those lures? Well, mm, our dredgers are really good baits and they hadn't, they, they, a lot of people that catch fish with them don't say anything about it. It's sort of like the Fritz side. They just couldn't hold it down. Right. And, and the digger is our best kept secret. The digger is a phenomenal bait in the spring and in the fall. And we have baits like that. I mean, that are, that are really good. Um, but you know, when a Fritz side wins seven major tournaments, you can't keep saying you call them on something else. <laughs> A lot of people were catching with it and saying they caught them on something else. But <laughs> uh, no, I no, I get it, but the digger is an interesting bait. Are you? Why would? You, well, let's get to that a, a little later, I guess. But man, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I could have sworn you were just blowing smoke at us and you were jacking with that uh with the no, with the down no, deep but what you were doing was rotating them constantly to maintain yeah, effectiveness and, and 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 during practice when i would find one that was real good that was running a foot deeper than the others then you know usually i would mark it put a little mark underneath the lip or something and and take it off because i knew if i kept fishing it i was going to wear it out and and the same way with pose. Every time I'd get a real good pose, I would just uh, only throw it when I had to throw it during competition. Gotcha. Your A teams. That was your A listers. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we have one uh, victory left to talk about. You know what that one is? Uh, Bassmasters Classic. That's a BMC. That's right, man. That's a mm. Bassmaster Classic. A little club derb. You know what I mean? You happened to get that one, didn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was going on? Dave Fritz wins a Bassmaster Classic boyhood dream. And you did it. What was the baits? What was going on? What'd you win that event on? Tell everybody. I ended up winning. Actually, it was a couple different baits. The Post 400 was one of them. My main bait, Ed Chambers, was making it at the time. Uh, Pose ended up making the bait, but it it, uh, it was a flat sided bait, just like what the Fritz side is. Actually, the number nine Fritz side is a spitting image of it, okay. and that number nine Fritz side will catch the biggest fish in the lake. Huh. You don't blame me. You tie it on and try it, but it and, and it's a, it's more consistent. But Steve Blazer made the original ones, and then Ed Chambers. He acquired the those baits or that design or his molds or whatever, however he made them, I think from Steve. And uh, but that's the bait that I could pull up and catch a limit in ten minutes. So uh, it run about eight or nine foot deep, um, and it's the way it deflect that action that goes side to side instead of swimming and. So that's why when we come out with the Fritz sides, that's why they are so, so much a hit. It's one thing, they're consistent. You buy 10 of them, all of them are equal. Yes, sir. I mean, every single one of them. 100%. 100% equal. And, you know, when we figured out, I figured out how to make plastic act like wood. And that is... You know, it, it only took me about 20 years to do that. But <laughs> once, we figured that, once we figured that out, we got the consistency in plastic, but a bait that acts like wood. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've been involved in crankbaits all my life, and I have never, never seen a bait that's sold like a Fritz side bait the first side's amazing. It's it's simply, I mean, and not just because uh, uh, we work for Berkeley, but it simply is an amazing plug. They, it catches fish always. I rarely get skunked on it. But tell me this before we go further on this. You said you made you finally figured out how to make a plastic plug act like wood. What's the key thing? Yeah. Is it those weights at the bottom of the first side? Was that what did it? Well, if I tell you, then everybody's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, tell me this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. Go ahead. Just tell us anyway. Tell us the secret. <laughs> yeah. We, we're not. All right. Andy, stop the live. And uh, and just this is just for you and uh, and, and me, David, and Andy right now. You're going to have, they're going to fire you if we do that. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, no, no. All right. But they, there's several things involved in it. I can tell you that. Um Getting the consistency and nobody, I don't care who they are, even our dredgers and our other baits don't have the consistency that the Fritz side has. And that's why I've been wanting to to make the dredgers and, and make a pro model. And, and cause we can do the same thing. Yeah. I can, I can make it act like wood. 
I want and, it. I want it. Yeah, I know. I Can do you too, do that? But, and how about the square bowl? Can you get that all wooded up too? Oh, yeah. Wood behaving? The square bowl actually spent several weeks on the square bowl to, to accomplish one thing, and that's to make the bait stay in the water. Because almost any square lip you throw, if you hit a piece of cover, it comes up out of the water. And, and, it's one of those baits where you got the square bull is not, but a square a, a square lip is like, man, <laughs> you got to buy 25 of them to get one that's any good. And and I found that out with Lucky Craft right fast. Uh, a guy had one that was really good in the back of my boat. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, I concentrated two weeks every day, daylight to dark, in accomplishing the things that that thing does. And that's probably another one of the best kept secrets because they've already, I think they've been one or two tournaments went on already and, and everybody catches them with it. They just don't talk about it. I, you know, fishermen, are, I, I guess if I had something that I was winning every tournament with, I wouldn't want to talk about it either, but that that's a fantastic bait. Mm-hmm. It, it is a fantastic bait. The old square bowl. Hey, I want to go back to that Fritz side real quick before we, we move on. And awesome that, that uh that chambers bait uh and uh is kind of like the the fritz side nine i'm glad you brought that to everyone's attention uh, as, yeah. as you won the bmc on there and yeah but hey, uh, it, it, go ahead david the the, the fritz sides are you know this is something i'll tell you how i how i design baits and i know we're getting a little off subject but I take the best bait in that category, whether it be a 10-foot bait, a Bill Norman Little Land, or a DT-10, which I made all the DTs, <clears throat> and try to make something better. And if I can make it better than that bait, it's going to be a huge success. And the Fritz side just blowed it away. Fritz side, when, when we made that thing fish like wood, it, it just, I it mean, it. it's just incredible. Uh a two-year-old, you may have to throw the rod for them, but if they wind it back in, they're going to catch the Everybody bit. catches them on a fritz side. Do each, does each fritz side, in your opinion, behave differently? I mean, obviously, depths, but does the junior, the five, the big and five, the, the, the seven and the nine, do they all behave differently? The five and the junior are the same action. In other words, they got that twist that no other bait has, and that's what makes it so effective. The twist. Yeah, it, it actually. Show me with your hand. Show, hold it, it up higher, from, higher. It goes from one side to the other like this. I see. Okay. Three quarters of an inch, three quarters of an inch, and not very much of this. Mostly roll. Side to so side. more of a roll. Yeah. Okay. It has more roll, and there's there's nothing made that that has that roll. And one thing is. To get that much roll, you can't make a bait run right, but we figured out how to do that too. So, uh, that's why they track it so well. That you that's why we worked on it for three years, yeah. (laughs) So, what about the big one in the the other ones? What about the big one in the the big one? The big one is a different bait, it has more side to side, like, yeah, like so, but it has a little of this too. It's more like a injured shad. And you know Bobby Lane won the what the red crest on it or whatever they yeah, call it. Yeah, on that crawdad color. Yep. And what? and Bobby Lane made me whatever feel call it. probably as good as anybody's ever made me feel. I took it to him. We was up at uh, 
a Berkeley meeting up in uh, in North Carolina, Georgia line there on the lake. <laughs> and Bob, I said, Bobby, I want you to throw this. I said, we're getting ready to come out with it. And he said, this is the best crankbait I have ever had tied on the end of my line. That's awesome. And, and I'm going to tell you, that made me feel real good. Uh, and that, that, you know, all your hard work and all your know-how and, and it just, uh, and then he wins the dang red, red crest on it. But, yeah. uh, it, it's, um, it's a bigger bait. It's a three inch bait. You get big mites with it. Yeah. And, and it's Testify. easy. And, and, you know, we don't have a square lip on the fritz size. They're semi-square. They got a little bit of round and that just keeps it where you can fish it, where it's fun. You're not hanging up every 10 casts. I mean, you can throw that thing in the middle of a tree and wind it right out of it. And that's another thing that was sort of built into those baits that nobody knows about. What, the the ability to just go through, plow, do a little plowing? Oh, yeah. It, it's the best square lip you'll ever throw. So it, the three, it, it, the big end it, behaves more like a traditional square bill than the five or the junior. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it does, but it's... It doesn't it's hunt, though. It's, a, it's an exceptional one, yes. All those baits hunt, but um, it's it's the that little bit of action that is totally different than anything else. You know, you can't tell people what action is. You just have to throw one out there and, and, and study it. But uh, it's just, uh, and, and they all throw good, too. Yeah. But, is the 7 and, and 9 different? Are the 7 and 9 complete different actions? They are. They are. The seven and nine are about the same action, but the seven, I don't know. I get hits on Facebook all the time about all these big stringers being caught on the seven. And, you know, it's more of a cold, cold water or hot, hot water because there again, this bait does this. Can you see me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm it, following you. Just a little subtle side to side. In, in a real tight way. It hasn't got a lot of this. It hasn't got a lot of this. It's more. And see, that's the way the one was. And and I think Ed Chambers caught his tap. Yeah, he did. But but this, this bait here, and, and I'm not bragging, but this bait uh, is so much better than it. And I knew it was when we made it. it. It blew me away when I was at Spirit Lake, Iowa, and and working on these baits. And I told uh, Dan Spangler, I said, "This bait right here is the best bait that I have ever had any part of." And and you know, the Fritz side line in general. But yeah. boy, when I saw the number five, it really blew me away. I said, we, we'll sell we'll sell several hundred thousand of these. I, I didn't know it was going to sell several million of them. Unreal. But, uh, several million Fritz yeah. sides sold. That means yeah. you're a gazillionaire. No. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wish. But still, that's an impressive, impressive amount of bait. So I want to sum this up because I really learned a lot. And I'm a big fan, obviously. I catch fish on the Fritz side always. I got one tied on constantly. Yeah. And, the, and you need to tie that nine on. I mean, in all honesty, we ain't talking about the nine, but that nine, I tested on Lake Hartwell. And 
true story in three days. I was practicing for an FL debut tournament. It was right before the fish went on the beds, and I caught seven bass over eight pounds on that bait, and they had it all the way down in the goozle. Yikes. Right in the goozle. That's when you know you. Yeah, that's when you know you got something special. When uh-huh. when they do that, and that's on that's the only downfall to the Fritz side is those fish swallow it. I mean, they absolutely. I mean, they choke it. They choke the heck out of they, it. They choke it. We and, let her and, eat. Well, now we got the clicking Fritz side, and you talking about something. It's just like they've never seen it before. It is unbelievable. You on that clicking Fritz side? You you throwing that right now too? Yeah. Oh yeah. What's the time and place <laughs> for that? Any right now in cold water, cold water, uh, anywhere you go. I mean, the, the, the advantage of a clicking is it it's already got a crawdad action, especially the junior and the number five. And when you add the click to it, it it, it sounds like a crawdad. All right, I'm picking so up. So not only now. do you have the 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 action of a crawdad, now you have the sound of it. Okay, I like it. Okay, I like I like it. Hey, so I'm gonna summarize this. And tell me if I'm wrong. This is what I learned from you. All right. I wrote it down like a good student. So the five and the junior have a roll to them. And I don't know if you can see my hand, eh, but it kind of rolls. Yeah. Subtle roll. That's right. Okay. That's right. The big is more like a traditional souped up square bill on steroids. And it's right. got more of a, a, a swagger. Can we call it a swagger? Yeah, more more of a wiggle. More of a wiggle. All right. Yeah. Uh, now the seven and the nine are tight, super tight, like a tiger. Right. Yeah. Tight super, action. Super tight. Yes. They have very little wiggle at all. They they go down the, and they're pushing water from side to side, but the bait is moving like this versus versus that. So. And that's always been a big key to cold water and always been a key, big key in hot water. You know, when I won the classic, the water was 94 degrees at Logan Martin. And yeah. uh, and the fish had come up because the oxygen was depleted down. They didn't, didn't have the oxygen down deep. So then you had to go catch more sluggish fish. But that, that bait. A tight one does it, it then. In the hot oh, water, yeah. too? Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. tip. Hot water, <laughs> tight wiggle. Yeah. I like it. Hey, all right. So this is the last thing I need to know about the Fritz side. But let's remind everybody. I didn't know if you know this or not, David, but you're giving away a bunch of... You and Brad Rutherford and Berkeley are giving away a, a, a truckload of Fritz sides tonight. Juniors, <laughs> fives, sevens, nines, biggins, 7-elevens. 714 well, they, rush. They get more than 2112. <laughs> all that. But anyway, <laughs> you're giving it away. All they got to do is like and share the live Facebook feed, David. And we'll see, yeah. And then uh it, we'll we'll send them to you. We'll have Brad send them to you. Take out what you like and then you send the rest to the winner. How's that? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> it, because I have bought almost every one I've got. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, them plugs uh they're hard to come by. Hard to come by, bud. I got offered $200 a piece in Texas. I was down there fishing, and, and two guys come up, and they said, man, you got any red number five fritz sides? <laughs> I said, I just bought two before I come down here. And they said, we'll give you $200 a piece for them. Wow. 
So I said, no, I, I, I wouldn't sell it to him. It ain't I happening. Give, I give him one, so I had one left. You're a good man. You're a good man, David Fritz. <laughs> You're a good man. Hey, uh, let's go running depth real quick on these, and then we'll we'll move on. But the uh, as far as I know, you like to throw the braid, ten pound diameter. Um, a lot of anglers like the twelve pound fluoro. I know you detest fluorocarbon. You hate it. It's the devil to you. The fluorocarbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you used to like mono. Some guys throw mono, twelve pound mono. Yeah, at the fritz I still side. throw mono some too. So when are you throwing the mono on? When are you throwing the fritz sides on mono? Uh, usually if I go down to a lighter line, like if I'm in real clear water, like Lake Murray, Lake Hartwell, some of those lakes, uh, I will go to eight. And when I throw eight, eight. I like to throw mono. Yikes! Eight pound line on a fritz side. Let me tell you something. What the heck is wrong? And and, and they, I've been doing this at some of my seminars, and and people just don't can't believe it. But you know, your crankbait is doing this. Well, when you got the line attached, your line is doing that too. Yeah, of course. So the bigger that line, the more it slows that up. All these, all our baits are designed for ten pound test. Not that you can't use twelve or fourteen but they're better when you use 10 pound tests and it just they're they're more lively and if you go to eight pound tests they're even more lively but you got to be sort of particular with eight pound tests uh, uh where you're throwing it you don't want to be in a bunch of standing timber yeah. even though i won lake you follow with eight pound line is that right <laughs> in standing timber yes oh my gosh i did not know that yep yep uh, i actually uh well, you give me a heart attack every time you land a fish anyway, no matter. How- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I won Angler of the Year, and uh, Denny Brower was right on my heels. And yeah, he that was. was and that was at Lake Eupala, and I was fishing with Harold Allen, and I caught one over nine pounds, and he got me hung up in a tree, and I, I dropped my little get-her-back lure retriever down there, caught my line, pulled up, and Harold says, I Hey, you got the line. And he grabs the line and he hand lines one that's nine pounds in. Oh my gosh. And he told me I was the luckiest man he'd ever been in the boat with. Did <laughs> he, <laughs> he probably, you probably know, said a few expellatives too and superlatives. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. All right, running depth, real quick. And then we're I think we got the fritz side down. Um, like so let's say ten pound diameter. What's the average running depths for a fritz side? Uh, the junior is about a three foot bait. Okay. And you got to realize if you hold your rod up, you're going to make it run two foot shallower. If you hold your rod down next to the water, that's what I'm judging depth by. Interesting. Two foot, if you're okay. holding the rod up, you're going to take yeah. two feet away from a crankbait. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So if you hold your rod down close to the water, that's what you're, you're talking winding, about. You're going to get somewhere three to three and a half feet with a junior. The regular number five, you're going to get three and a half to four and a half. And then the big one, you're going to probably get six foot out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's another advantage that the big one has. It gets down a little bit deeper. But you know, the five is the action has been so good. Fish come out of 20 foot of water to bite it. I mean, <laughs> depth don't matter to you. Um, the, the seven is a true seven foot bait and the nine is a true nine foot bait. So. Gotcha. Okay. True sevens and true nines. I like it. Yeah. And millions of Fritz sides sold. I didn't know it was millions. I really didn't. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. You, you ought to be proud of that. 
Give it up for uh, the greatest lure designer of all time, in my opinion. It's Dave Fritz. Knocked it out on that one, bud. Freaking knocked it out. That's one of them once-in-a-lifetime deals. And and we've got some other things that we've talked about, and we just hadn't got them. We just hadn't got them produced yet. But uh, I need a bigger, a bigger Fritz side, like a Magnum. You know what I mean? The old mag size. Well, I would tell you what I, I want to make, and I've already talked to them about it. And it would be, yeah, but you can't get too big on a Magnum because that way you, you start spooking some of the fish. But we, I know how to make it. It's just a matter of getting it and getting it in production. How about a bigger and square it, bill, too? Well, we got big square bills. Well, I know, but that, then the t- then the one that's the two point five or the what do they call it? Yeah. seven point five. Yeah, we uh, we made some big square bills. Yeah, I want to so, see those. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, the only downfall, you know, I think we had we sort of missed on the one of the best baits that's ever been made, and that's the digger four point five. And when you put something out there and it don't get bought immediately, it sort of gets stowed on the shelf and and it sort of gets took out of the lineup. Yeah, but they are they uh the four point five digger. Yeah, the four point five digger will eat a DT six up any day of the week. Wow. Four point five digger. Four point five digger. What's that? It's, How deep's that run? <clears throat> It runs long cast, my lose rod reel. Uh, I can get six, six and a half out of it. Okay. So I mean, it's the thing is, and everybody knows what a killer bee is, the old killer bees, and they used to have a killer bee one. That was one of the best tidal water baits ever made. KB one, yes, sir. And it, yep, and this is a souped up version of it. Is that it, right? It's, it's it's an improvement of and, the killer like bee. Nobody, they've been about ten people ask me how to get them because they had bought them and saw what they did, and it's just sort of one of those deals where they just sort of got, you know, we had a three five, a four five, and then we have still have a six five and eight five, but we made a ten five and a fourteen five in it too for fishing timber. But uh, the four point five is definitely a jewel that just got just got overlooked. Interesting. That's that's and like awesome. I say, I, and I made the DT six, and this bait will eat a DT six alive. Huh. All right. I'm. I got to find some four point fives then. <laughs> I got the other ones. Hey, um, man, you're uh, you came back to the elites in seventeen. All right. You've had your ups and downs. In the elites. And and a lot of it to do with health issues, David. A lot of it to do with health issues. And um you uh twenty three, we're looking forward to you kicking some butt, man. And you yeah, got some well, I'm I'm looking forward to it too, because I, I definitely feel better. I tell you, two years of just struggling to to have energy and uh to get in the right mindset and you know, I've got long COVID. I still have long, I've still got long COVID. That's where you can't smell anything and you still don't have your energy. But when I had this procedure done in December, that's getting me off some medicine. And I think the medicine is the thing that has really hurt me more than anything. It's just 
the way it makes you feel and the energy it takes from you, the making your joints hurt. I mean, there's just so many side effects to, you know, medicine's a great thing, but it's also a, a terrible thing too. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into all that, but I'm glad you're yeah. feeling better, bud. I mean, I really am. And 23, the whole bass galaxy bass nation is looking forward to you kicking some butts. So I got to ask you this about 23. You remember 93, 94? Remember that amazing, uh, can't do no wrong, David Fritz? You know that guy. You know him. You know that dude, right? Yeah. What derby would you expect you to kick ass in? 93, 94, David Fritz. And now you're coming at the 23 Elite Series. You got, I mean, what's it? What do you got over there? You got. Okeechobee, you got Seminole, you got Murray, Santee, Lay Lake, Sabine, Claire, St. <laughs> Lawrence, right? Champlain, am I leaving any out? Nine Derbs, man. Which one do you feel? Which one do you feel in your heart? Well, I always do good at Okeechobee. It's sort of feast or famine. Yeah, you won there. You won there. <laughs> yeah, I, I've won two tournaments there, and... Uh, uh, so I always look forward to that. The thing is, the water's high, and that makes it a little difficult. But I'll still be able to throw something around and catch some. So I'm feeling good about it, and I'm really excited about Seminole because it's been forever since we've been there. Um, just to see how much has changed or if it has changed and how the fish are acting. Um, Sabine River... You know, the last time I fished there, I thought I was going to win that tournament, and I didn't even hardly catch anything. Wow. <laughs> and it, it was just one of those deals where, uh, I don't know, the fish were there, but I just couldn't catch them. <laughs> Interesting. But, but, yeah, that's 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 a feast for famine. Uh, and I like I. I enjoy fishing that river. I love tidal water anyway, man. That's where that 4.5 and I got some off. <laughs> yeah. You'll be throwing that 4.5. I, I promise after tonight and then, at, and then when this podcast drops tomorrow, there's going to be people looking for the digger 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. I promise. That's, that's, like I say, that's including myself. That's, it's a, uh, that's a killer bait. I mean, that is just, it's, it's probably the best digger out of all of them. And like I say, I don't know where you're going to find them at, but somebody's got some in a store somewhere. <laughs> they're either, they're like old Bagley's, you know, they're sitting around now ready for the picking. Hey, right. um, Hey, you know, uh, you know, who's a huge, uh, uh, fan of yours and he's coming up here in a little while. Uh, he's like a, probably your biggest fan. I don't have a clue. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave, David Mullins is going to join us here in a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I want to ask you a couple things, and then we're going to bring David in here. And I want I want you to just educate us and be be thorough with it, but really punch us with the facts. You know what I mean? Punch us in the face with the facts. All right, get brutal. Okay. Get brutal with the facts. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to break this down and. I need to know what crankbait David Fritz picks. I want to know how you pick a plug. All right? Oh, gosh. I'm gonna, yeah, I want to know. I'm being selfish. I'm sorry. I could have sh skipped this segment, but I'm not going to do it. All right? So here's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you three scenarios. All right? 
And they're based on water temperature, not necessarily seasons. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. and I'd like you to tell us what plug you're going to pick in these scenarios here. So the first set of water conditions, um, is going to be 45 degrees to 54 degrees. And you're fishing, let's say four to 12 foot deep. All right. And you're in, you got rocks, you got some wood on channel swings, you know, your typical kind of where bass hang out in cold water. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Suspending out, doing some stuff, whatever. What's your what's your plug choice? I mean, do we got to get I don't want to get into weather and all that other stuff, but you yeah. can g- maybe give us a clear water, a stained water and a dirty water plug in there. What's what's your yeah. that temperature? What's the plug? Well, if if the water's clear, and, and don't get me wrong, the Fritz side is good in any color water, any situation, but I still like the 14.5 digger. Yeah. I think uh, it, because sometimes if you're fishing around pressured fish, if you get down there closer to them, they ain't got to swim far to get it. Uh, if the water is, if fish are aggressive, and they seem to be hungry, and which they usually are that time of year. Then, obviously, I'll be honest: the the, the, the number nine, uh, Fritz side number nine, because I have caught so many big fish on it. And if I had a limit and I needed to catch a big one, that's what I'd have tied on. So, and obviously the five. I mean, that's what everybody's throwing the five and the and the big one. But the fourteen point five is another sleeper. And it's one of those baits that... In the digger, not the dredger. No, it's in the dredger. Oh, you said, okay, dredger, you're saying. Yeah, dredger. I, I got you. And that's a cold water plug to you. Yeah, it is. And it, and it's, you know, that bait, if you're fishing, even when it's cold and you can't cast as far as you want to, it's still going to get down to that 10-foot depth. And 10-foot is a key depth when it comes to water temperature 50 or below. Now, once it gets above that, then the fish sort of come up a little bit. But that's uh, and a lot of times they're on vertical stuff, bluffs and 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 such as that. So, uh, I would have that tied on. I'd have me a uh, number nine Fritz side, and obviously I'd have a number five Fritz side. That would be the three baits. Whether the water is dirty, if the water is dirty, and I'm talking about can't see two inches in the water, that's where your digger is going to kick butt because it's pushing waters and it's making a little bit of noise. And that's when the killer bee was always good. Yeah. I got uh, it. And dirty water. I mean, and that's when that digger, that digger is, uh, is an unbelievable bait. All right. Hey, the most underrated bait we have. The digger is like the killer bee, right? The digger 4.5. It's similar, but better. But we, better. You know, okay. Everything, and then everything the, we make, we make it better. And the dredger fourteen uh, five is the cold water plug because it's still getting down to ten. Yep, and it's a two and a half inch bait. Got it. I know. So I, I love it. it. All right. Good. That's yeah. that's beautiful stuff. All right. Here's the next yeah. temperature. You ready? We're talking yeah. fifty five to sixty five degree water. Give me some plug choices. Fifty-five to sixty-five. I would be, I would be wearing a front side five, and I would have a nine tied on. Five and because a nine. Because a lot of times you're going to get a really big bite, 
uh, some fish that hadn't quite moved up good yet. And it just depends what you're fishing, what kind of structure you're fishing, what kind of cover. Uh, you know, if you're fishing bluff walls and stuff like that, where you're right there next to deep water, that nine is a pretty, pretty good choice. Uh, the five, I mean, that five, I, I've seen it at Murray. I've seen it at, I've seen it everywhere, everywhere I've ever been. I mean, it's crazy that a fish come up out of, you're sitting in 25 foot of water and a fish comes up underneath the boat and bites your bait. Smashes it. I mean, yeah. It smashes like a dang shark eating a seal. Yeah. 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 You, you catch them on, you catch them when they're, when they're bedding up spawning on on the fritz five because i do i i think it's a good search bait for spawning fish it, it, it is it's until they get locked down it's a real good bait yeah and that's where the 4.5 is so good that's huh. where in the 3.5 that's where we tested that bait at and the fish were right before going on the beds and it was just man lights out but, but uh i don't see like you're telling me about the 4.5 digger being like the killer bee but it's the body yeah. shape is different completely different it's similar, and the action is similar, but it's got a harder action. It's got more of a hunt to it. Interesting. Uh, you, you gotta, you gotta try one. I, I can't believe uh, you had never. I ain't. Never you tell me all the time, so I mean, I know I'm going to detention after this. Yeah. But every time you yeah. school me, you tell me to get a four point five, and I still haven't done it because I catch yeah. so many on a Fritz site. I don't. I got. What am I gonna do? You know. What well. I mean? The Fritz side is more consistent. I mean, it's every every time you cast it. I mean, you're not you're not going to get a bite every time you cast it, but you you feel like you are because <laughs> you ain't got to make many casts and you're going to catch one. So, I mean, you're you're picking again plugs of your creations, which I love. You're the one of the yeah. greatest lure designers of all time. I, you know, whether you know it or want to accept it or not, you are. And and that brings us to the last element. Now I'm going broad on this spectrum mm-hmm. here, okay? Because we left off at the 65 degree mark, but now I'm yeah. taking us all the way 66 to 85 degree range. You know, what I mean, I feel that's like you're, you're mm-hmm. that's going to cover the rest of it. You know why? Yeah. Why go 65 to 75? Let's just go 65 to 85 because I think you're probably going to throw the same plugs. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's going to boil down to figuring out how deep they are. But our seventeen five is a, is a well kept secret too. Now the twenty point five in the dredger, and the and the seventeen five in the dredger, and then we make it in a twenty five five, and that's usually post spawn when fish get in twenty feet of water or more, and usually that sometimes that can occur though in in post spawn fish, but my favorite post pond, uh, that temperature range is the 17.5. 17.5, and you're going outside yeah. and looking uh, looking for yeah. some big posties. The 17.5 is, is an improvement over the DB3, and I think it's a, a little bit of an improvement over the post 400. So you're right there where most of your meat and potatoes is. Now, you get a little bit deeper than that, then you're going to have to go to a 20.5, which is uh, you start falling into a, a big category there with a lot of different baits. But um, you're getting ready to talk to a man that lives on a lake that uh, that bait is dominant there. I mean, absolutely dominant. <laughs> and and uh, he probably knows that. A lot of people do. And uh, the long ranger colors and 
and actually they, there's no bad color in any of the baits we have so yeah that, um, that's for sure that's for sure hey andy how we doing over there we got we got any any uh mystery guests you're still trying <laughs> Okay, gotcha. <laughs> hey, so I the so you said that the dredger fourteen five is like kind of like the the DB three. How deep did you used to get a DB three uh, running back in the day? Yeah, the seventeen five is the seventeen five is like a DB three. It well, you know, I was one of the first people to ever weigh them. But wait, actually, I made the the dredger for Bagley uh, back years ago, and yeah, with the weight in it, sun. yeah. Yeah, they made it sunk and that, that killed it. But uh, uh, a Bagley winds harder. And the thing about a Bagley is you used to have to buy a dang 50 of them things. But more if you ever got a good one, you had a really good one. You sure did. But man, you had you had to purchase a lot of them. I mean, I, I remember going in a little store there close to the house called Scott's Tackle Shop. <laughs> and... I'd go in there, and green was one of my favorite colors, a lime green back. Yeah, yeah. I would Homer, buy, the old I'd Homer. Buy, yeah, I'd buy, I'd buy all he had. But, um, you know, back then, they were, I think, about $3, three dollars three thirty four, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, the, dude, I paid $100 for a chartreuse black back balsa B3 before. Yeah, but that, and in their day, that was a fabulous bait. Oh God! And then when Pose come out, they really put a hurting on them. And then, you know, when we come out with with the uh, DTs, that put another hurting on them. And now with the uh, with the dredgers, I mean, this is like one, two, three, fourth generation. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of good crankbaits out there. Uh, how deep it's did the DB three run? How deep did the old did you get the old DB three to run? That's what most, I'm wondering. Most DB threes, with nothing done to it, would run fourteen or fifteen foot. Now, if you had weight in it, you could get sixteen or seventeen out of it. But then, when a pose come out, the way the head was designed on the pose, and especially when I made the four hundred P, you know, we could get those baits seventeen, eighteen, even close to nineteen foot. So. Uh, and and it's hard it's hard to imagine that one foot will make a big difference. But boy, when those fish get deep, it makes all the difference in the world. And uh, that's something you learn too with fishing for fifty years. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. Hey, uh, is Mullen still at the gym, Andy? He's he's you're not getting him or what? Is he still pumping iron? <laughs> he he must be hey if you want to move on to the bass historians we can we can do that yeah you want to play a little bass historians i don't know we could do it we'll do it and if mullins pops in he pops in i know he was going to the gym he texted me a little <laughs> while ago he'll probably be around soon but uh yeah so do you know who uh david do you know who uh terry batisi and and kenny duke are you know Ken Duke and yeah, yeah, I know Ken Duke. Yeah, they're bass historians. Those guys, yeah. they know everything about bassin. Like everything yeah. that we know and forgot about bassin, they know more. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like Homer Circle. Yeah, like old Homer. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I love that you said that. That was mm -hmm. my favorite part of sports afield. There's. Yeah. Oh wait, okay. So we're going back to Mullins. All right, Mullins is here. 
So we're bra- he's your biggest fan. His name's not Stan, like in the Eminem song, but he's, he's David Mullins. You know mm-hmm. Dave. He got your jersey, bud. Yeah, they did. <laughs> he 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 uh you are one of his biggest influences and inspirers as a professional angler. And uh I mean you gotta think about that. It's not only professional anglers like uh like David Mullins, but a bunch, a billion, a zillion a proper bass and men, women, and children that you have inspired. And uh, pretty cool that a guy from uh, the from the age of being a kid till now is a David Fritz fan. Bass Galaxy, are we ready, Ginch? Are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Holy cow, there he is. He's all pumped up. He's fr- fresh from the gym. It's Bassmaster, right. Bassmaster Elite Series Pro David Mullins. Give it up for that guy. Mm-hmm. Cool, guys. Hey, look, it's David Fritz. Look what the cat dragged in, Mullins. Uh, my, I always say, my hero. <laughs> <laughs> how, does it, how does it feel, Dave Fritz, to hear an, a, a fellow competitor appear to say, that's, that's my hero? Does it make you feel old or does it make you feel special? Uh, it, well, a little bit of both. But <laughs> it, definitely makes you, it definitely makes you feel special. Uh, you know, I was always a Rick Clinton, Larry Nixon fan. So yeah, uh, and they're still out there fishing. So hundred percent, you're going to be right beside them. Uh, you're right there again, That's Nixon. Right. I mean, Nixon's right beside you now. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and Mullins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah David has done very well. He is. He's one of the most consistent anglers out there. So yeah, he he's he, a, he's done real well. He ain't a hammer. He's a mallet. We 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 got rid of that hammer term ages ago. That's that's passe. Passe. He's a mallet. Hey, uh, Mullins. Thanks for coming back. You were here with Biffle. I like when you chime in like this because you 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 tell it like it is, bud. And that that my first question for you, David Mullins, is tell me about your first David Fritz memory. Like, what's your first Fritz memory, bud? I, I think probably I, I think the the Fritz legendary status was here because of like. Uh, probably like the hungry fisherman days when he come over here to Cherokee and pretty much dominated everybody and <laughs> lapped the field, you know, but I don't know if that was in the 80s, probably in the eighties was when that yeah, was. It was. And just to, to hear the stories of this, this, the rumor mill of stories that that's been going around for years about who got to practice with him, who got to fish with <laughs> him, you know, and all that. And I know, uh, you know, he, he drew two guys, I think in that, in that tournament, when he was catching them so good, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure one was Mark Malden who went on to fish the FLW tour and is a heck of a local fisherman. And I don't even, I think when Mark drew David that he didn't even have a cranking stick and went to Walmart, <laughs> like or to get it, get so, so so-called cranking stick. That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, uh, another one was a, a guy that I can't think of his name right now who, uh, who ran the local, uh, the bite trail, uh, knuckles, uh, something knuckles. And, uh, Knuckles, that's a bassin name. And he, uh, you know, he became, he came, yeah, uh, yeah, he became a, a big crankbait fisherman. So David's always, you know, for the for the local guys here, David's always had that influence. Just the way he dominated Cherokee back in those days, and you know, uh, just uh, just in the area, you know, that North Carolina, just uh, mountain people area. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. And and I don't know if you saw on the uh, on the um, on the Straycast uh, stories. Uh, straight cast viewer Corey sent it in. It was a uh, uh, an old wanted poster of you 
from uh, <laughs> you, you remember that one, Mullins, from back in the day? Oh yeah, the, the old Fritz wanted Dave Fritz wanted man All, stringers, heavy stringers. It said, <laughs> "That's I'm, nuts, man." I'm yeah, very I got that. I got that original poster up in a in a, at Angler's Choice at the boat store in Lexington. Nice, nice. It was uh, from Strand. They they're the one that created that advertising campaign. Old Strand, old Strand. Yeah. <laughs> So you remember you remember Fritz from like way back Mullins like just smashing the local scene smashing yeah. the I've, I think I've got David Fritz magazines from Bassmaster from like 1994 it's like Fritz secrets that I've still got somewhere here at the house that I probably read a hundred times you know and just uh that was just you know it's the, the crankbaits is a big part of our fishing and that was just uh he was on the frontier of of uh the, the the pretty much the father of all that you know pretty much godfather you know? damn straight yeah. especially it's deep cranking and that's just something that i've always uh i've always had just a just a love for i don't know why structure fishing i guess that's just growing up you know on the headwaters of the tennessee river but gosh i just uh i love throwing a big plug yeah that's that's awesome man and and uh and pretty much you just like everybody else has, has thrown uh many of david fritz's creations you know <laughs> Wait. I, I've always said that, you know, you know, David, David winning all the tournaments he won and all this is all good and everything. But I think, I think that his, uh, nostalgia or whatever is how good he can build a crankbait. And that's, that's probably what's going to carry on through time is just how, how good a crankbait fisherman and how a designer he is. Really? One of the greatest plug designers of all time. There's no doubt about it. How old were you Mullins when all that was going on? When you first remember him on that local scene? Well, in like '94, I think I was like 12. Yeah. So yeah, I was, you know, eight, ten years old. I can remember sitting on the the, the wooden floor at the, at my neighbor's house, watching TNN Outdoors, and it'd be Bob Cobb coming on there with the Bassmasters, and David would be, you know, reaming somebody over there on a crankbait somewhere, <laughs> just smashing them. What was that first plug you started throwing? What did, what did, what was the first plug you were inspired to throw? Months. Oh man, uh, you know back when I started a, a twenty-two, a DD twenty-two was really hot because uh, uh-huh. you you didn't have to weight them as much as like you did the old pose and stuff. And that's probably the first uh, first deep cranking I experienced. And then after that, it was a three-four ounce hot lips. I got you. Oh, the old hot lips. Yeah, I see what you did there. Hey Fritz, how about you, David Fritz? Like, what was your first crankbait you ever fell in love with? First plug. Oh man! Well, you got to realize I'm 15 years old. I'm throwing a Zipco one, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know that's a closed face, face reel, yeah. like a little spin, like a kid's spinning reel. Yes, sir. I, I didn't. I couldn't throw a bait caster. Okay, but but my first bait that I fell in love with was actually DB two and DB three. A DB two and a DB three. Yeah, back in the back in seventy four seventy five. Deep diving plugs, just like Mullins. Yeah. Mullins must be your influence or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing about it, I knew if I threw that plug long enough, I was going to catch one with it. Yeah. And, and, I, and every time I'd hit a rock with my worm, I'd jerk because I didn't know how to catch one with a worm. <laughs> <laughs> and wind a plug is going to stick them. 
Hey, uh, right. Mullins, I was talking with uh, with Fighter earlier, as you know, who, by the way, is the uh, is the co-creator of this show. He gave he's he's like, you need to have Fritz on. I'm like, OK, I'm calling up Fritz. And then he's like, you know, Mullins is a Fritz freak. And I'm like, really? This is amazing. And uh, so uh, Fighter gets co-credits for this. But he was telling me a story, David Mullins, about you, him and the legend David Fritz sitting down to eat some breakfast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's surreal. Isn't it surreal for you, Mullins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just to be able to against uh, your heroes is is definitely surreal. Yeah, I said, Fighter, what was he talking about? And he's like, I don't know. I was just so blown away. I couldn't even comprehend anything that was going on. There was just so much knowledge. I should have recorded it. I'm like, Frank, what? Crankins, what's he thinking? Of course, we're talking about crankbaits. Yeah. The story was Seth. I don't, I don't remember how that went down, but me and Seth was talking about something that David was there, and I'm like, you know, David not only kicked their butts down south of the deep plug, but he went to Manitonka and just absolutely thrashed them yeah. up there, smashed them. And, and I think my question to David was at the time was like, you know, now nowadays, you know, there's not a lot of secrets nowadays as far as like you get a school of fish, but like my question to David then was like. uh how many how many places could you save, you know, during a tournament series? And I'll let him answer that. But like how many how many places could you have during a good structure tournament that you didn't have to even hit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like so are you did you can you still save stuff like you used to? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think you can, but I'm just like I'm I'm jealous that David got to hit it when like it was untouched and now everything's beat all to death. But like <laughs> How many how many times, Dave, did you fish like in a tournament where you didn't even have to go to like your best couple schools? Well, to be honest, you know those were the heydays. I mean, they they wouldn't. <laughs> if you had 150 people in a tournament, you had 20 people that was that knew anything about fishing offshore. And usually, I would go fish to where I thought might get fished. I never went went to where I really knew I could catch me 20 pounds in five casts. I, I, that was my last resort, and I always saved them. And a lot of times I'd save them to the second, third day. But And then sometimes you had to use them. But back then, Lord, they wouldn't. I mean, I remember in a hungry fisherman tournament on Lake Wiley, there was one stump out there in front of the marina, and it was about 300 yards offshore. And... There was boats all the way down, lined up on that whole ridge. And I stopped there and made one cast called a five-pounder. Well, then all them boats come over there. <laughs> so I go Sight up and I fish some more. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I, I come back, and ain't nobody right there. So I stopped, throw again, catch me another five-pounder. But, you know, that those were the days. I mean, when most of the time, if fish were biting good, you were going to have 10 to 12 places that were just going to be you catch 20 pounds off any of them. Just a matter of when Unreal. you want to stop there. M- and never had to worry about them getting fished. Mullins, he said he was like trying not to go to the spots where he could catch 20 pounds in five casts. He's trying not to go there, Mullins. <laughs> how, how good How good was the cranking back when you won like the Hungry Fisherman or Jerry Ryan on, on Cherokee? Well, you know, when I won Cherokee, I'd never seen that lake before in my life. 
and the water was flooded and they told me I caught them on dry ground, but <laughs> I never will forget that. But, um, uh, <laughs> I just, ne- I just never, you know, I really just not many people and were fishing offshore. And then when they did, they were, you know, throwing plastic or something else. And I knew, you know, I can catch with my crankbait over plastic any day of the week, most of the time. But, uh, uh, Cherokee was sort of special. Like I say, I'd never seen it before in my life. And uh, found two bunches of fish. You catch doubles every cast. Yikes. For like Yikes. seven or eight casts, you catch a double. Catch two. And that one guy with me the second day, he just stood there and held the net. He said, I ain't never seen nothing like it in my life. And, and, it, <laughs> and you know, he said, you know you're fishing dry ground. I said, no, there's water out there. <laughs> He yeah. said it was flooded, but anyway, that's nuts. That, that was a special tournament. All the tournaments are special, you know. I won five hungry fishermen's in their championship and four or five golden plans. There's a lot of things people don't even know mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, but but yeah, I, I wish you, I wish people could experience what fishing was like then yeah. without the electronics. Go out there and find them on your own with your bait, and it's just. There's something special about that that okay. gives you a, a good feeling, and it give you it, it it made you have more confidence. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather find them any day and catch them. That's what I always told everybody. I'd rather find them because I knew I was going to catch them. So, <laughs> I like and, that. Uh, hey, the good old days of bassing, man. I I like that you brought that up, Mullins, because <laughs> we got some guys that uh, they are uh, they're still living in the past of bassing but i love it i love the fact that they're living in the past ladies and gentlemen they're back by popular demand of the bass galaxy it's the bassin historians right here it's kenny dukin and terry vitisi greetings gentlemen it's great to be with you guys yeah mullins david fritz you know these guys Uh, i've heard of them yeah (laughs) (laughs) hey so they they have they have a amazing collection of archives for every period of bass fishing history that there is. And David Fritz and David Mullins, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but what you're going to act as is judges like American idol type judges. (laughs) And Ken Duke has some (laughs) David Fritz historic memorabilia. And so does, uh, does Terry's got some historic David Fritz. (laughs) memorabilia so david you're voting who has the better fritz memorabilia out of the two and mullins you're doing the same and i'll come in as a tiebreaker if you guys are are tossed up but i look at how look at kenny duke how he's smiling he's like that's because that's because these guys know how much i I love them wow and uh, how much i would appreciate their support in this contest wow he's already (laughs) sucking up to the judges i like your i see what you're doing there I, producer, is that allowed? Andy, is that allowed? Yeah. Uh, oh, but you already got that's... one negative point for kissing ass. Oh, Andy, come you. on. That's got to be encouraged. I don't yeah. know. That's the producer's call. I don't know. So far, it looks like uh, Terry Batisi's winning. I don't know. Oh, I haven't showed an item. <laughs> well, I, I brought a Pat, just so you know, I brought a special box of stuff that I'll reveal as the contest, contest gets going. But I take them out of my special box of Terry Batiste's tears. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is getting brutal. Okay. 
All right. So, Andy, do you got any? Uh, you got any game show uh, judge uh, American Idol type music or anything? What? Let's <laughs> let's get this this party started. What do you think? Ah, yes. It's the Bass Historians back by popular demand. This time with David Fritz memorabilia. Our judge, our judges are the one and only David Fritz himself, and David Mullins, number one David Fritz fan in the world. In the Bass Galaxy. And we're, <laughs> we are judging on Fritz memorabilia. Now, David Fritz, uh, please do the honors and pick a uh, contestant to go first. Will it be Kenny or Terry? Who goes first, David Fritz? Uh, let's go with Ken, because I've, I've probably talked to him many, many times over the years. Okay, you're already praying favorites, Terry. You're going with Kenny first. All right, let's go. So, time, bedazzle, come out of the gate strong. What do you got, Kenny, oh, do? Oh, I... Terry has no chance. This, okay. This is over. You can give me the prize now. Okay. I open, gentlemen, <laughs> with a little known. What? Piece of memorabilia here. This is the World Bass Champ Secrets VHS of David Fritz on crankbaiting. Yeah. I submit it is the finest. I want it. DVD <laughs> want VHS it. tape ever made. Want it. On bass fishing of any kind. And it's oh David Oh, my God. That's like ninety four, right? Ninety four, maybe. Oh, yes, yeah, about it's about ninety four. It's after David won the classic, and okay. he takes you through everything. But oh. a couple of things that really resonated with me, and and still do, is that the biggest suck into, up in the world <laughs> is is the twenty one inches per turn. I'm going to start calling you round mouth. Wow! Wow! <laughs> okay. That was that was a foul. Holy cow! That's truck stop talk, Terry. But this is we got everything about twenty one inches per turn on the reel. We've got everything about the angle of ascent of the crankbait after it bottoms out, hits the cover or structure that David's targeting, and starts to come up. Okay. We've got stuff about how he used to drill out those old poke pose crankbaits and adds weights. It's all here, guys. Oh, look at them. Okay. All yeah, right. There. So the first I've item that uh, was up for uh, for show and yeah. that you're sending this straight. Terry. I've got it, Terry. Are you jealous much? Yeah, well, I think you but, are. But I I think... Have, oh, I, I would love to. And I'm going to steal that next time at your house. Well, so. he's sending it to us because we get all these. It's straight cash. <laughs> so we get the prizes. And we're giving some to Mullins, too. <laughs> Mullins can pick whatever he wants. Hey, Pat? Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do the Davids vote now for me, or do they, does Batiste have to No, no, no. The, uh... We're showing the items. <laughs> quit, quit. Come on. Come on. Right. Okay. Quit pushing why, it. but okay. What are you, Jacob Wheeler? What's going on? <laughs> hey. All right. Hey, so... hey, hey, David Mullins, for the record, I am not Jacob Wheeler, David. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so come on now, Terry. I know you got All right. something. All right, so this is what I have for my first deal. It's a... Abu 4500 seat. That was my cranking reel. I had a lose BB12. It's, uh, it's 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 here somewhere. Look at Terry. Right. Yeah. But this has got a 1981 Pose 400. Okay. Okay. Now, now you're starting. To I bought up. this. I bought this when I was 17 years old, and I grew up on the West Coast. This was the hot crankbait, and what we would do with them is we would pull the hook, the the weight weighted hook out, and we'd drill it and put a three sixteen ounce worm weight in there with an eye with an eye uh, screw in it, okay. and that's how we fished it because we're fishing this bait in twenty to twenty five foot of water. This has not been done. This is a posed crankbait that does not have pose on the bill. 
Whoa. which predates which predates it to you know when Pose came out, which was like 80, 81, 82 era. Yikes. These actually came in a blister packed box. Okay. Not the fish, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. deal that, that that everybody relates as the old pose crankbaits. No, this is this is an OG pose in a red crawdad. Interesting. So. I like it. Okay. So yeah. all right. But Terry, are you gonna try and downgrade them? What's going on? You gotta well, you, you kinda oh, already no, went. he already to. went already. He already went. I, I've got I was I would just like to point out for, for Mr. Fritz's sake that it, I, I do have <laughs> the, same, the same rod. It's right here. I, I did stuck it into a ceiling fan. Well, but uh, I do, do have that. the same rod. Yeah. I would have had the decency to at least go into my garage and pull out an old lose BB1 to put on it. Yikes. Rather than. Yeah, I see the- Mullins agreeing. But, uh, yeah, I got I, the BB one right here. Yeah, but that's on he's your spinner bait. I got it right he's, he's here. The best. He doesn't have it matched up properly. It's on a pistol grip. Yeah, I, that's beautiful. But properly. you should. But it is so opposite. Twenty-one inches per turn. I think the Davids know who. I, I, all right, I, I, all I, right. Five hundred to forty-five hundred CB was a twenty-one inch per turn of the handle reel. Okay, it was the same as a lose. I admire. I admire it. I admire it. I, I would have put the ambassador so, on the pistol grip and the lose on the other deal. But well, anyway, yeah, let's go to our judges. Let's go to our judges. Enough of you two, oh you two hooligans. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to David Mullins first. Dave Mullins, uh, what do you what are you thinking here? Who you got? Uh, I like I like Terry's crankbait. I really did, but it's it's a it's a flat out insult that he didn't take the time. The fact that he didn't put the BB-1 on that cranking stick with the pose matched up, I mean, that's a slap to Fritz's face right there. And he had it there. He had it there. I'm saying he can do the courtesy of putting it on there to make it, you know, unique and official. He's been sitting around watching the Flintstones all day. Could have put the dang on with my buddy Kenny. (laughs) There's a vote for Kenny Duke. It's stacked. It's always stacked against Batista. No, it's, I, you got to bedazzle. You got That's the name of the game. David Fritz, uh, what do you think about what's going on with these two gentlemen's items up for show? Oh, me. <laughs> Who won? Well, Who's better? I, I'm sort of impressed they both have a saddle flex rod for one thing. Okay. And, you know, that... That was one of the last rods made in that time era that was still made in the United States, and it it was a, a you could you could whip your dog with it, you could throw <laughs> a with it, you could do about anything. You could actually shut your rod box on it, and if you didn't jump on your rod box, you you wouldn't break it. That's but, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty impressed with that, but you know, Ken, I hadn't seen that tape in a while, and and that. Uh, <laughs> You know, I spent a lot of time making that tape, and I was probably as honest as I've ever been doing anything in my life and showed exactly, exactly how to do everything with wow. that on that video. Um, the old pose, you know, in the blister pack, they, uh, and that could be a, no, that probably wouldn't be if you had it in the, in the blister pack, but it's, uh, you know, that's where these baits come, pose come from. Uh, from Northern California. Yep. Yeah. They come from California, and actually, the guy that owned it uh, that I was first associated with was uh, Steve Thon. Uh, Steve Thon was with Browning, but Steve Morgan was the first guy to own Pose. So, interesting, uh, and that's how I first got a hold of them. I still got many of them in that blister 
package at, <laughs> at, at my house. But yeah, and, and not that that Abu's not a good reel, but I'm gonna have to give the edge to Ken. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he screwed thank up. Thank you, David. Thank you. I mean, you really <laughs> did. You you really you really would have had a shot. Quite frankly, if you came out with that plug <laughs> in the correct combo, <laughs> I I mean, I think yeah. you would have had a shot. But uh, Kenny Duke's got the first one. Yeah. Terry, had you not insulted the man, I think you you could have done. You might have screwed yourself for the rest of the items up for show. I, 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 I we'll see. Okay, so now I'm we're gonna in, let I'm you impressed. go. I'm right. impressed with both of them, though. I mean, both you guys. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing because those saddle flex rods are like, man, dinosaurs. I mean, they're yeah, they're very rare, and they're bringing like two to three hundred bucks on on uh, eBay, and Yikes. it's like. Man alive, you just can't hardly find them anywhere. What year are They're those heavy. from? Huh? What year is it from? Do I have three? I think in the early 90s, yeah. yeah. 93, 94, somewhere in there. Yeah, they were made in 1989. Started wow. making them in 1989. Interesting. Yeah. Amazing. And right. uh, Browning, Brown, uh, Steve Thon with Browning is the ones that, uh, because I'd won like four of those Redman regional tournaments and, uh, so they decided to make a ride, and they were a big sponsor of Redman back in the day. So that's that's sort of where that came about. What was the original David Fritz cranking rod then? What was the one that that's you? Te- well, did that's what were it. you using before the Siloflex? Did did you template the Siloflex off of something? I kept I, I kept getting my my butt whipped pretty regular because I was still using a graphite, and then when I switched to glass, it was like night and day. I went from losing seven eight fish a day to only losing one or two. Gotcha. And that's where I really saw the light. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that is the original. The Brown and Sidoflex is the original David Frisk Crank. Amazing. That's awesome. All right. Well, you got that one, Kenny. Terry, you get to go first on this one. You get right, to swing right. first. So I'll Let's bring get out to some it. big guns here. Yeah, you, you got to redeem. What I've got here. Whoa. Is a salesman's <laughs> card. Of Dang. actual Poe crankbaits. Holy these, shnikes. These are these are two hunters. Yeah. Yeah. That, and they're actual crankbaits. I see. Are, yeah. Dude, it's, that's a that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. It's one of my prized possessions. And I see a couple of uh David Fritz signature colors up there. There's the <laughs> oh, cream pie, there's the Homer. I see this, them all. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is Vintage, probably 1987 or 88, um, and uh, it is it, it, it's still intact and it's beautiful. It's, it's mint. It is ten yeah. out of ten, no doubt about it. That's a bedazzler. That's impressive, Kenny. I don't okay. know. I don't know, Ken Duke. It's it's eh. not a 400 or a 300, but it you know I don't know that they would want to put one of those on a on a on a color chart for. You know, going by the tackle stores or whatever. Well, it's but, hey, it's awesome. It's flipping amazing. It's awesome, All right, Kenny? I don't know. It's pretty good. Very nice, and I'm sure that perhaps at some point David Fritz met the salesman who who used that. So that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> smashing! Oh my god! I'm gonna roll out this 1993 official Bassmaster Classic cap Whoa. from that classic. That David Fritz won. Wow. And 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 David, if you don't have one of these, I'd be happy to give it to you. 
David Mullins, oh, <laughs> David Mullins if, if Mr. Fritz doesn't need it, this one is yours. I know what a fan you are. Wow. Wow. But this is this is the real deal, guys. From so the 93 the classic, side. the Fritz this classic. Is it this is an foam in it. It's got foam in it, but it's not oh. falling apart because well, yeah, that's what they did. It. You ended up like with dandruff in your hair. I have oh, wait, I don't, you have, don't have, I don't have any dandruff. <laughs> I have treasured this cap. Yeah. That's a <laughs> nice one. That's a good one, Mike go. David would say. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, okay. Ball cap to that. We got a ball cap and we got a pose lures two hundred sample yeah, I, card. I, I think it's I think it's great that, that you have those pose samples from a time when David was probably already working with a different company. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! They're brutal. Hey, David Fritz, go ahead. You're going first this time. Vote. Who's got the better item? Pose sales card or the uh, or the or the deal there with the cap, man, from your classic. I I don't. I mean, man, alive. I think I've got a few of those hats, though. But um, <laughs> man, David Mullins, you got one of these, David? You got one of these? Oh, yeah, are you gonna I give got, him I that? Got one. I got some of those too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's who's gonna win? Who's who's but got the I'm better gonna, item? I'm gonna say the that pose lures is probably more rare. Okay. I don't know anybody else that has any of those. Awesome. Uh, well, Terry's got the David Fritz's vote to crank bait King. What do you think, Mullins? I, I'm, I'm going to ask a, a question to Fritz here. Fritz, did you win more money on the three and 400 pose or the 200? Uh, three, the three, <laughs> three and 400. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm going with Kenny for originality. For the <laughs> oh <day>. my God. <laughs> You're like Thank the you, Simon David. Cowell of this hey, deal. David, David. Oh man. How much do you pay? If you want it, David, this cap is yours. Holy cow. So if you want it, the cap is yours. You just let me know. Here's here's what I got. Here's I guess I got to come in and and, and decide this. Right. So because we got a tiebreaker. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm a, a bait freak. And I got to go with uh, Terry on it. I'm sorry. Those Ken. baits don't have hooks. Uh, I understand, but it's beautiful and it would look great in uh, in over here. But Mullins gets that hat. Mullins gets the hat. Mullins gets the hat because Fritz already has one. Okay, promise, Ken? Mullins gets I the promise. hat? Absolutely. All right, bring it to the classic Absolutely. and give it to Mullins. I, I will have it at the classic for you, David. No worries. All right. See what I did for you, Mullins? <laughs> I already told him I'd bring him the hat. Well, I, 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 affir- I affirmed it up. Southside style. That's how we do it. <laughs> Chicago. That's what I'm I'll saying. I'll have it for you on media day, David. All right. So, <laughs> I, all right. So, can, uh, you know, you, you got that one, Terry. You want, I like it. That was a good choice. A good Thank choice. You. All right. Thank we're going to bring it down. Uh, so, this, yeah, this is the tiebreaker. Final item. So, you boys better make it good. That's all I'm saying. It's got to be good. All right, so who's we? Uh, Dave, oh, we're at Kenny. Okay, Kenny's bringing up the first item here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go near and dear to uh, Mr. Fritz's heart here because he mentioned uh, the Ed Chambers baits, oh. and uh, oh. I know that a lot of his a lot of his money winnings through the years came uh, by finding the fish and initially triggering them with a crankbait, but then going back in with a Carolina rig, with a centipede, with a lizard, something like that, and catching those fish. And I know how close Mr. Fritz was to Ed Chambers. Well, Ed Chambers was a, a friend of mine as well. And and Ed gave me this box Ooh. of oh, his man. baits. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Including, uh, he asked my wife. My wife was with me one time when I visited. And um, 
he asked her her favorite color and he signed a pink one for her. Dude. So, uh, Dang, that's a treasure. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. These will these will not get wet. Every gentlemen. every will, dang model of Ed Chamber stuff I saw only, there. These will these will not get wet. Uh that's how much I only I only from them. your tears when you lose this. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. Wow. I'm impressed. Go go ahead. Go ahead, Kenny. This is the tiebreaker. This is the make or break. It's one to one. All right, so I got to get up for this one. Oh, uh oh, because gonna, is it his boat? Break out. No, oh, well, that means he's going to pull something out of his butt. Wow. All right. So this is the 1979 Flambeau Adventure 1735 crankbait box. Yes. That I received from my mother at Christmas of 1979. I love it. I love that fact. And it is full of that. So. What do we got here? Whoa, okay. We got an original Pose 400. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. An original Pose 400. Yeah, yeah, another one that red color you like. I see that. Oh, that's a wiggle wart. That's, that's a, wiggle a wart. That's a pre-Pradco wiggle wart. Oh, Ooh. wiggle wart. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Another original <laughs> Pose. Carp. Carp color, David. <laughs> You like that, David? It's yours. Yeah, that's a cutter. I've won more money on anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Terry. I, I RC3? Oh, Ricky Klun's RC3. Yeah. So now yeah. Our, is, is Rick Klun a, a, a judge now? I don't see Rick on the panel. <laughs> we're calling, but he gets a bad signal. Another An RC2? Okay. Lots of pose lines. Uh, another uh, RC. What, is that, what does that stand for, Terry? RC. Uh, that stand for? Yeah. Rick Klun, maybe? Not, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Another maybe. RC2? Okay, he's keeping going with that. Uh, are, are, uh, are this the Bagley side? Yeah, let's see some of these. The Bagley side. That color is amazing right there. That is my favorite mm -hmm. color Bagley side. Yes. Made. Yes. Um, an original BB4? A BB4 in 09. I like it. Yep. I like it. Uh, let's see. A rainbow trout in a... D original in DB2 in a DB2 DB2 yeah or DB1 excuse me oh is that a one it's a little guy it's a snubber yeah, it's, it's a, a snubber one. okay uh DB2 and lead D lip DC can you, can DC9 you, can you stay on the subject here Terry oh, okay well well David did like those I'm giving him that those oh, were very what do, you, what do you think about that one dude the skunk that's the skunk yeah. bro oh, it's the skunk that's the skunk that's a DB3 skunker Yep. I like All it. Original shit, excuse me. Stuff that I used don't to close, was... don't get hook pointers in the wood, bud. No hook pointers in the wind. <laughs> All right? So here we go. Here we go. Now we're bringing it down. We're going to Mullins first. That was a box of goodness. I'll tell you right now. I I got I feel blood flow. I feel blood flow right now. That's a good box. <laughs> and uh and also Kenny Duke. I mean, just put it up there. Put it up there. All those Ed Chambers baits, and then all these vintage crankbaits, Poe's and Bagley's. Mullins, what do you think? Uh, Liz, I, I voted for Ken last time because he said he would give me the hat if I voted for him. If I vote this time, do I get some of those Ed Chambers square bills you got over there? <laughs> <laughs> I see how this is. <laughs> well, I know you have this more, Ken. Really Ken, you have more. You have more. Oh, this is all I got. This you, is you, all I have. In that garage just, of goodness, you got to have more than that. Wait, 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 wait. Well, going back to Terry, 
you know, the first time I didn't vote for him was was preparation. He didn't put the BB one on there with the rod. He could he would have sold me right there. So once again, his preparation. Maybe. He has a wiggle ward out front and center against some three and four hundred. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Seriously, it's bad prep. Now I'm, I'm going. I'm going back to Ken again. Uh, Ken and David. Then, oh, jeez. And Even look at the David, care pack. I already have your vote. Thank you for that, my friend. But here's what I'm going to give you. Wow. This is an Ed Shane. Oh, so we're buying in, votes. No, no, I already had his vote. I already had his vote. It's yeah. in, you bought it's it carp. with a hat, <laughs> David. It's in carp. It's coming with the cap. Okay. Good deal. Okay. Yeah. Well, look at look at that. that. Mullins, you are dialed. That's why <laughs> Mullins. This has got to be your favorite talk show in the world now. I mean, you're it's, just walking out with prizes. Oh this is man. Crazy. You're not in my fantasy league anymore, David. You know, <laughs> here, here bringing up Rick Klun and, and, and Wiggle Wartz, oh. and this is David Fritz night. This is not Rick Klun night. It's, uh, it's Batiste's confused. He doesn't understand the game. It's 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 sad, really, when you get to be that age. Hey, hey David uh, and David, the two Daves, your competitor, Brian New, just texted, and he, uh, he said that he has the pink uh, Ed Chambers... Uh, yeah, WEC as well. Yeah, he's right. 2017 signature one. It's pretty badass. He sent a picture of it. But he ain't throwing it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Mullins is giving that right there. The Ed Chambers bunch. Uh, Mullins gets the vote and a bait. So he's got a bait and a hat. He's doing really good. And Kenny, uh, this is going to – we're down to Terry now. And Well, no, Kenny, we're down to Fritz, Mr. Fritz. Fritz. What am I doing? I'm so confused. I got, I got, I, I, seriously, I got David, so excited about all these wood baits. All right, Fritz. David, David Fritz, Fritz, did you enjoy looking at that uh, probably Rapala era wiggle work? <laughs> oh, it was not a Rapala era. <laughs> all right, David, what is it? Is it the Chambers or is it the, the Chambers pack or the uh, vintage Terry Man, tackle box? I'll tell you what, you guys make it hard. I mean, I do know that. If you could go to uh, Peter Simmons in Birmingham, Alabama, he's got two complete full rooms of those baits, those Ed Chambers baits. Now, whether wow. you can get one or not, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he was one of two or three stores that sold those uh, for Ed. Um, that tackle box that Terry has brings back many memories. I have one in my boat right now. Uh, I actually had two of them, and I'm <laughs> trying to get somebody to make those bu- the <laughs> best. Uh, boxes again. Uh, yeah, the only bad thing was a wig award, and I, you know, they. <laughs> Hey, I haven't opened that box for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, total lack of preparation on uh, Yeah, I, yeah, yeah you can't have that. Thing. You're you not going to win derbs, but uh, you had some real treasures in there with the. the the original DB3s with the lead in the lip. So, I I mean, I love Ken, and he's a good friend, but I'm going to have to go with Terry. <laughs> wow, you, Terry. Uh, Wait a second. Terry a got the dagger. vote? Holy a dagger shnikes. in my heart. Holy shnikes, dagger man. dagger in my heart. I, I know. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Now, I hate having to be tiebreakers because I like being like Switzerland. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I like, I don't like making these kind of decisions. Hey, Pat, what's your address? Uh, I, you, yeah, I, I got you. Now, hear me. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. And like, I, I don't like, we can fight when I see you guys. All right. <laughs> when I see you guys, we can fight. I'm in cool a few with weeks. that. <laughs> I've taken a lot of punches in my days, if you can't tell. But hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. 
I'm going with Terry. And I'm going with Terry because of the Bagley's. And Bagley's has a special place in my heart. I, I'm sorry. The wiggle work was horrible. Horrible to put that in there. You're not going to win tournaments, Terry, with the lack of preparation. You know what I mean? You're not a derber, but you're a hell of a lure collector. And the only reason I voted for you is, and I mean no disrespect to David Fritz, but Bagley's actually get me more excited than Pose. So I. Well, but David started his career with. Did I mean he? You were throwing Bagley's, right? He said he designed uh, yeah, the dress. I started with Bagley. Yes, sir. Yeah. So. So I mean, he's got a history with Bagley, with Poe. I mean, with a, a lot of crankbait companies and, and, and uh, Berkeley, of course. <laughs> All right. Berkeley. Well, here's the deal, Terry. You beat Kenny this time. You beat the snot out of him. Give it up for Terry Batisti. <laughs> Yeah, he smashed you, Ken. He smashed you. David Fritz himself said he's better than you. He Wait. beat me by one vote. Yeah, no, he <laughs> smashed you. Fritz vote. likes him better. David Fritz likes David Kenny Fritz. better. Hey, yeah. I mean, like Terry vote. better. Yeah. But guess what? Who the real winner is here? The real winner is David Mullins in this whole deal. He's getting a yeah. hat and a kick yeah, ass. Yeah, because he's plug. got half your freaking collection now. Yeah. <laughs> so Bass Galaxy, give it up for the one and only Bassmaster Elite Series pro David Mullins. He's the real so winner in this. I actually want to say uh something to, to to david fritz okay. and thank you for bringing up steve blazer and the tap today yeah that was amazing i just spent four days with steve blazer at the nflcc meet in pigeon forge and got the whole story about how he put that bait together awesome and uh yeah he was real proud when you won that classic and uh and that his bait was involved. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah. I, I know. I know that I'm going to, I'm going to share this video with him. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I know that it'll put, put a warm spot in his heart. That's amazing. Yep. That, that bait was unbeatable. I mean, for years, that was, if you want a flat side bait and you wanted the best, that's the one you needed to get. Yeah. And, and it became the known as the tap. Because Gerald Beck would come over here to East Tennessee and he would take them back to North Carolina, South Carolina, and he'd sell them out of his truck. <laughs> and I have a feeling that that might be the way that you got your first ones. <laughs> and, little bootlegging. Uh, I like it. Moonshine and, and taps. And Ronnie, Ronnie Tapp is the guy that made him famous in the Carolinas. Hey, and that's yes. how it got the nickname of Tap. Wow. And Yeah. That's good stuff, so, man. I just you guys you know. know more about bass fishing than than will anyone will ever know. Both you, Terry, and Kenny. And we gotta tell you, we I'm a we, I'm a little I'm a, I'm a I'm 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 a strap hanger for Ken Duke. Uh, Ken Duke knows a lot more than I do. I, but, hey, you know, me you hanging gotta, out with Ken, I learn a lot and if you want to learn, go to the Big Bass Podcast. That's your new deal going on right now. Check out the Big Bass Podcast. Yeah. It's more of these knuckleheads doing things like this, but even better than on the Straight Cast Show. So you got you got to go check them out. Big Bass Podcast. And, of course, Mullins, you just came away with the grand prize. And you also won David Fritz's boat from the 93 uh, Classic, which they're going <laughs> to give you, too. So you won real big. Give it up for Dave Mullins. He's awesome. Give it up for Terry Batisti. He's awesome. And give it up for Kenny Duke. He's awesome, too. Hey, you guys, uh, you can't go anywhere yet, David Fritz, but the three of you guys, thank you so much. 
uh, for coming on here. Anything you want to say, Mullins, before you smash out of here? No, just thanks for having me on. And I, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave uh, Fritz a question. Yeah. And what? Uh, what's the what's the biggest change in setup? Y'all can talk about this after I leave. Okay. What's the change in setup you've seen from crankbait fishing in the nineties to currently? So I'll, I'll leave you with that question. And uh, in setups, in setups. Yeah. What's the biggest difference in setups? You mean rods and reel or combos? Yeah, combos. Okay. Combos. Yep. Right. Cool. All right. I got. I got. Hey Mullins, I'm not trying. If you want to stick around, you can. I, I mean, wish I could. okay. I'm sure. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to ask him that. I'm going to ask him that. And I appreciate you coming on and chiming in always. You're awesome. We appreciate your input. Kenny, what's going on? What do you want to say? I was just going to say, I, 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 first of all, David, I look forward to seeing you at the classic, David Mullins. Uh, yep. Great guy. I lo- hope you win it. Um, but Pat, as, as uh, Terry and I sign off, I, I'd love to hear from David Fritz about uh, how he used the Carolina rig as a backup presentation for his cranking i'd like to hear david talk about his casting ability because i think he's the nolan ryan of casting i think he really is he can cast 15 football fields oh my god he's it's it's sitting down he can do sitting down it's insane and uh so i'd love to hear him talk about that if he has time and i'd also love to hear him talk about practice for the 93 classic when i believe he was in a borrowed boat and I believe he was wearing a big floppy hat to disguise himself. So I think those are cool stories. Yeah, well, I think that's amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and David Fritz, I, I love you. I still am a huge fan, even though you voted against me and caused me to lose to Batisti. Wow. Okay. All right, Terry, what do you want to say to Mr. Fritz before you blow out? Uh, Mr. Fritz, I, you know, I look forward to seeing you at the Classic. Uh, and uh, thank you for so much that you've contributed to the sport. Um, you, you made me smile out, you know, outwardly and inwardly when you, when you mentioned tap and, and Steve Blazer. So that's, that's what I had to say. <laughs> Love it. All right. So I got, uh, I got Mullins's question is about a combo. Yours is about a floppy hat. All right. <laughs> and, and, and Terry, you get, you get a, you get a, uh, a David Fritz question in there too. You, what do you want to ask him? Uh, I I want to I want to ask him. So when did you decide to go from graphite to glass? Oh. And what made you, what made you do that? Because I mean, at the time, graphite was a no no. I mean, excuse me, glass was a no no. Yeah, it was. It and was so saltwater stuff. You, where Where did you get a, gra- a a glass rod to begin with? And how did it? I mean, how how did you actually go from graphite to glass? I guess is really what the, there it is the, the the conversion period. All right, so the yeah. bass historians, thank you so much for coming on here again and, and gracing us because I love this segment. Did you like this segment, David Fritz? Oh yeah, I loved it. That was fun. Yeah, seeing it, all your it, it was it was tough competition though. Man, them guys had some great stuff, and you really didn't know <laughs> who to vote for. It's just. Uh, <laughs> Man, and both of them, had, I mean, dynamite stuff. But that old adventure tackle box and those old Bagleys and those old Poes and and then Ken with that videotape and man, alive brings back memories. The special stuff. Uh, Bass Galaxy, give it up for the Bass historians. Check them out uh, on the Big <laughs> Bass Podcast. That's Kenny Duke and Terry Batisti on all platforms <laughs> right now. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Have guys. a good enjoyed it. Peace. Awesome. Awesome job. Hey, David, uh, I just got a couple things I want to run through here with you. But before we go, I'm really enjoying this uh, this show tonight with you, and I'm learning a lot. I'm taking notes and uh, 
And I do know that 100% I'm getting a digger 4.5. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to do a little rapid fire with you, okay? little rap, right. rapid fire with you. Ginge, you got any rapid fire music? Yeah, give, throw something at us. Anything rapid fire. And well, there it is. All right. You know, rapid fire, David Fritz. All right, get this. I heard you say before that you would win a tournament every time if you could find four ways to catch them. Or you'd do good in a tournament if you could find four ways to catch them on a plug. And you would win every time if you could catch se- find seven ways to catch them on a plug. Is that a deal? Like, that's a thing, huh? Four ways you'll do good. Seven ways you'll win. You got a heck of a memory. That's all <laughs> I can say. <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. I mean, if I could figure out four pieces of puzzle, I was probably going to win. But if I figured out more than that, I was going to win. So seven different variants of throwing a crankbait guarantees David Fritz a victory. Yep, I guess you want to know what those things are, right? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't. I, if, do you really have it down to that? Do you have it down to that science? Uh, pretty close. Well, I gotta know. Then I would be amiss if you didn't tell us. I, we're doing rapid fire, but I mean. Come on, man. I can't leave that knowledge I'm not on, out there. Come on. <laughs> What's the variance? Well, well, the first thing beyond anything is is uh, how deep the fish are. I mean, that's one of the first things you want to know. If you can figure that out with a crane bait, that's going to be one of your biggest ace in the holes. Next thing is probably cutter of the bait because no matter what anybody says, fish will bite any cutter, but there's always one cutter they will bite harder or they will chase. Uh, the way you retrieve it, figuring out how to retrieve it, whether it be stop and go, pull. Uh, I mean, there's so many ways to work crankbait, but that, that's probably the third thing. And number uh, number four, believe it or not, uh and, and I know how, and and I always say the most important thing in bass fishing is making long casts and, and crankbait fishing. And this ain't going to do, do anything with the four, but I had to bring that up because okay. the further you cast, the, the your your bait is just so much better, so much better. But uh, those three things, and another thing is figuring out the angle, and and. Because I, time after time, I've sat there and I've hit a stunt fifty times, and then I change angle and I catch that fish. So, if you if you know how they're positioning and how they want to bait, is probably your fourth thing, and and that's all I'm telling you. I ain't telling you the other three. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. Hey, okay, all right. So you got. The first one out of the seven is depth. Then you got retrieve rate. Then you got color and angle. And you're leaving the other. You're not telling us the other three. Right. Can you tell us one of the other three and not tell us what order it's in? Is that fair? Is that fair? You're the one that brought it up. I wasn't even going to ask. You brought this up. That's not fair. Hey, we're all good. I can't. uh, When I retire, I'll tell you. Okay. You got to have some tricks up your sleeve, don't you? Hey, you also said, and I remember this, and it was just in the clip. You said when the moon gets bigger, the bass 
don't hit a plug as well. They get harder to catch on a plug when the moon Absolutely. gets bigger. Why? Why when the moon gets bigger? There's something about a full moon, and usually they'll bite a, a plug. I mean, you can make them. I, I've always said I can make them bite, and that a lot of that's with how you you're fishing it. But boy, when that moon gets full. I don't, you just can't get them to the boat. That's the problem. You can't get them in. They don't hit it right. Yeah, they don't bite it right. Now, in the afternoon, it can get good again when the moon starts coming up. It's sort of like deer hunting. You know, deer, they don't move. And and when the moon gets up, even though it's still daylight outside, they'll start to feed a little bit. And and fish are the same way, but they never bite as good as they do. On, on a dark night, on a on a or thin moon, yeah. Was it when does yeah. it when does that plug bite start to taper at what moon phase? When it's like three quarter or half? Well, yeah. I've always said three days before and five days after is when that's it sucks. When crank, that's when a crankbait fishing is good. It's, it's the, the best. best on new moon, but three days before and five days after. Three before, five after, and new yep. moon is the best. Yeah, I like it. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, speaking of the moon, I know you've done a little barking at the moon. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I know you're a big Randy Rhodes fan, dude. Yeah, and and, uh, and and some some Aussie. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't see David Fritz as an Aussie fan, but mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you you love some Randy Rhodes, don't you, dude? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's he's the best I ever been. <laughs> I mean, bark at the moon, Mister Crawley. Flying mm-hmm. high again, over the mountain, crazy train. Yep. Dude, mm-hmm. diary of a madman. That's all I ever played going to a tournament. Yeah, do you still do I it? I had a Randy Rhodes cassette in my <laughs> truck, and that's all I played. I want you to listen to Randy Rhodes in 23, David. I need you to I need you to get on that Randy Rhodes <laughs> 23. Like, you know, like in 93, 94, freaking flying high again, again. Here comes, <laughs> here comes David Fritz. Just knocking <laughs> it out of the park. I love it. Get the old cassette and jam it out. <laughs> hey, uh. David, I mean, we wish you, dude, the best of luck in the uh, in the twenty three season. We uh, we really hope uh, that uh, that your we know your fishing ability is always top notch, and it's been your your health that uh, that has been holding you you back. And I know you're feeling better, and and this is your year. And and uh, we, we thank you for this, and thank you for everything that you have done for bass fishing. Since, uh, what did you say, since uh, 1946, right, David? (laughs) (laughs) But for many years, 40-plus years, for real. Yeah. Man, that's David Fritz. Wow, bud. Bass Galaxy, give it up for David Fritz. Mm. Nuts. You feeling good, bud? I am. Good. You ready to kick ass in 23? I am ready. Good. Good, and we're we're looking forward to seeing you. I know you're looking forward to Okeechobee and Seminole right after, and uh, and uh, get that get that stuff together, and let's go. Yep, there we get my act together. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, man. And then next time you come on the show, even if you're not retired, you got to tell us the other three things. You got to promise. Okay. You got to right. yeah. You got to promise. And uh, and and what? I'm sorry, Dave Mullins. And I'm sorry, Terry and Kenny, but when when we all hang out together, 
uh, at the Bassmaster Classic after Mullins wins it. Mullins, uh, Kenny wants Mullins to win it and give him stuff. So we'll all talk about those other questions then. How's that sound? What do you think? Good stuff, David? Yep. All right, there it is. Uh, one more time, uh, Bass Galaxy, give it up for David Fritz, the creator of some of the most amazing bass fishing lures of all time. Thanks, David. All right, thank you, guys. Peace, man. I'll see you in Florida. Take care. That's David Fritz. Wow. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I, I got, I'm, you know what? I got another whole five or six pages of notes. I could have kept them all night, but, uh, and we would have learned so, so much more. I like to burn the school up. You know what I mean? I like to get all the information and just catch all the fish. I can't save my 20 pound spots, Ginge, but that's some good stuff right there. Don't you think? Child, thank. Hey, uh, we're off. Uh, we are off. Straycast. I don't know when we're coming back. I really don't know. I'm going to play for a while. We'll do some shows from the road and uh, from Florida. We'll see what happens out there. And um, again, Saturday night is uh, the world premiere of Pedal Pirates with Nolan Miner, guest TBA. And also uh, next Friday is the uh, the deal with the into the great wide opens, right? There it is. Boom. All right. Let's get the heck out of here. I'm taking these power pulls up. I'm taking them up. What do you got for me, Jinch? Ah, I like it. Okay. I'm kind of feeling westerny. What, what is it? Is it where's, it? where's it going? Oh, is it going back reggae funk? Ah, Rastafari. I see what you did. I see how you started it in some twang. I like it. Hey, Bassmaster Elite Series less than a month away. You want to learn about the schedule and what they're biting? Go to omniafishing.com and check out what's working on the lakes of the 2023 Bassmaster Elite Series. Power Pull, thank you so much. We power pull down for pleasure here at Stray Cast. Crestliner Boats, keep us afloat. XF 189 Bass in Goodness. Abu Garcia, my new girl's the Xenon. Loving her. Love my girl. Berkeley Fishing. Fritz Sides. Thanks, Brad Rutherford, for your giveaway tonight in Berkeley Fishing. Oh, we got to still do a giveaway. Yeah. We're freaking idiots. Hold on. I'll keep doing this. I'm a, no, thank God I got I'm it. Gonna, you ready? No, 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 hold on. I'm doing this because I'll forget. Not doing, I'm not keeping. You just right. remember. Let it rip. You remember. Waterland sunglasses. I throw shade with Waterland. That's what I do these days. I like them. I tried them out for the first time this weekend, and I really liked them. Because they didn't hurt my eyes. That's important to me because I have older eyes. Impulse lithium. Boom. Right there. Keep it going, Ginch. Play it again. Just keep playing it. Yeah. Twang it out. Impulse lithium. That's right. It went light. And I don't skip a beat all day. Half a spot official. Download the app. If you haven't, you're missing out. Half a angler. Check out the rebound. It's my wind and rod of choice. Ichikawa hooks. Poison sharp daggery points. Sims fishing. Heads to toe. Always. Don't forget about the feats. Feats don't fail me now in the footwear from Sims. Tin cup whiskey. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your giveaway tonight. Now, here's the thing. Ginge, you're texting to me. Text me both because I forgot. Text, text them. 
I know you hit the other one, but I don't know what that is. Rumpa chumpa dum, thrippy papa doola tum, boom, thrippy bum, titty bum bum bum, hitty up a pum, patty up a pum, patty up a That's Berkeley. Give me one more. You already have it. I can't, I, I lost it. It's way up in these texts. I can't. I, I, Poppy to papo. Oh, that's right. Guess who won a bunch of Fritz sides? You're not going to believe this. You know who won a bunch of Fritz sides from Berkeley? Brad Rutherford? Matt Forbes! You won! You won the Fritz side giveaway! Yikes. All you got to do is uh, direct message straight cast for your, uh, your deal. And uh, Junior's going to get the... JR's going to get the stuff over the road. All right. And the tin cup whiskey. Swag sackle pouch. Pop lock and drop them bag from Luke Foley. The Whiskey Gypsy. Guys, Dana. Dana Salas. Dana Salas. Yes, give it up, Bass Galaxy. Dana Salas. You are... The tin cup whiskey winner. Send your information to JR. Thanks, JR, for kicking butt on the chat. Thanks, Bass Galaxy, for tuning in to this extended version. But I'm 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 checking out for a little bit. So we'll get back. We did an extended show. That's Andy Ellenberger. He produces the hell out of three shows now. And I'm Pat Remick. I talk a lot about fishing and fish as much as I can. And I love running fish. I bid you peace. And peace I bid you. I'll see you then or I'll see you on another time. I don't know what to tell you. I'm out of here, though. It's been a blast. Thanks, Dave Fritz. You're amazing. Amazing. I learned a lot. Look at these notes. Ginge, I'm going shopping. See you. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!